Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. It's always that one time you need a defense attorney and you just don't know who to call, right? Well, I'm telling you, Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, he's the best in the business when it comes to a defense attorney. And he's a former prosecutor, so he knows the other side of the courtroom. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide, has handled litigation in over 19 different states. If you need Manny, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. He stops by the show twice a month. Got any questions? Leave it on our hotline, 404-369-3825, or on our social media off podcastthebs.com. How would you like your monthly mortgage payment taken care of for all of 2023? Well, after Stockton Mortgage's Dave Flashner's tip of the day, you'll find out. In the mortgage world, there are lots of FICO models. So your credit score may not be what you see when checking them on the online services. When you close your home loan purchase or refinance with Stockton Mortgage, you'll be automatically entered into a mortgage-free sweepstakes. One prize winner will be chosen to have Stockton Mortgage cover their monthly mortgage payment up to $2,500 per month in 2023. A home loan or refinance might be one of the most important transactions you'll ever make in your life. Go with someone that's reliable, knowledgeable, trustworthy, and always on call. Dave Flashner, Stockton Mortgage, 561-951-0984. That's 561-951-0984. Stockton.com slash Dave dash Flashner. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc. Offering virtual sessions. If you can't get to the Georgia stops, the website, markwelltherapy.com. Again, markwelltherapy.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. Hey, there it is. Episode 78 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors studio. And I'll sponsor my Stockton Mortgage. Need a mortgage? Go to Dave the Flash Flashner. 561-951-0984. Stockton.com slash Dave dash Flashner. there's nader tater baiters in well somewhere in mexico hello hello hello, hello. hello. buenos dias still in cabo cabo wabo i am yeah i um, i went there last night yeah that's pretty cool always wanted to go to cabo seeing in all the movies it's just like the movies right really badass it is dude it's so pretty i don't know if you guys can you guys hear the roosters going off right now no hold on let me turn this down a little bit no, can't hear him. There they are. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can see my view right now, but 
it's uh our sun's coming up so you might not be able to yeah yeah i'm at morgan residencies in cabo and it's pretty nice i got like i'm at the rooftop restaurant and got a pool up here and uh it's really nice got a good view yeah real 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 good view real nice what's what's there to do in cabo other than the beaches is there any exploring to do yeah it's it's actually really cool and that's why i love cabo is it's um, I mean, if you see the pictures that I've posted, the the mountains are like basically right at the beach. So it's cool where, you know, in Playa del Carmen, it's lovely, but you, you can't really hike or do anything like that. So you can go to the beach and go swimming, or you can head up into the desert and go hiking or, you know, whatever. When uh, Nikki D was down here and I came here for her birthday, we went, rode camels on the beach. We did uh, ATVs. Um, so there's a lot of like outdoorsy kind of stuff. You, oh, so that's where you went. She was in Cabo. You went to meet her in Cabo? Yeah, this is, that's actually why we're here. Um, when I came to surprise Nikki for her birthday, uh, Alexis saw the picture. She's like, oh, I'd love to go there sometime. So I was like, all right, well, let's go sometime. And uh, so, yeah, we decided to come for a few days. Wow. That that was a hike to go see Nikki D for like a day. Yeah. And yeah. You, and that's why you didn't we fly to- either. Did you? You, you, did, you took a bus or something, right? Oh no, I flew. Oh. I, it would take probably four days to take a bus. Oh. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> it'd see be like Nikki taking D. it would be like taking a bus from Atlanta to LA. Oh Jesus, yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it looks beautiful. Uh, Brandon Thrasher, Zelensky Studios, there in Newton, Georgia. Hello, Brandon. Hello. My view doesn't look as nice, but it's it's a view. No, it does not look as nice. Uh, Jill, our social media correspondent, is in the studio with me again. Hello, Jill. Hello, boys. Um, is in, in Cabo like um, the the movie The Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller? You've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah not for a minute, but I have. Okay, and they go to Cabo, uh, and they uh, the, it's this beautiful resort, right? Beautiful resort. That's where I want to go. I want to find out where that's at. I want to stay there. Yeah, I don't know which one that would be, but I mean, any of the resorts or condos or Airbnbs on the beach is, it's it's really cool. If you if you ever seen it, it's it's like a cove, and then they have like some mountains going off into the water. That's where the the famous arches, um, and uh, it, you can do whale watching. Uh, there's just tons of stuff to do here. It's really pretty. Can you? Would you think? Would you move there? I don't know. Like whenever I've said it to other people in Mexico, they're like, oh, you're going to Cabo. I think it's kind of like a touristy, you know, it's very Americanized. Um, so I guess if you're looking for that and you like the Americanized amenities and everything, um, yes. but I, there's a lot of places that you would vacation. And then maybe if you move there, you're like, oh, okay, this is, I can't, uh, you know, go to senior frogs every day. <laughs> you know? So, uh, so I don't know. I think I could, but I don't know if it would be long-term. I could live here for a few months, I think. Yeah. I think I could live in Cabo. I think that's what I'm missing. The Americanized Mexico. That's what I need. You know, I yeah. couldn't do Playa del Carmen, but I could do the Americanized Mexico. <laughs> Where are you going, Billy the Kid? The Americanized Mexico Trail. That's what I'm going to ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and up the up the coast a little bit is the hotel that they're singing about in Hotel California. Really? Guys, stop it. Come on. Stop. In Cabo. Yeah, it's in, uh, I think it's uh, uh, San Jose, or I can't remember. It's Los Cabos somewhere. It's up in here in this uh, in the peninsula somewhere. Wow, that's pretty but cool. Not far, like an hour. Really cool. All right, let me start out here by saying that I feel horrible. Uh, I, 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 
I don't like to kill animals. I, I really don't. And when I do, if I ever do, that's why I could never be a hunter. I mean, unless I had to. But, you know, I see, you know, I got a lot of friends that go out there and they hunt the deer and they, you know, take the pictures with their kid and the kid's holding the deer head up and the blood's coming down the nose. and they Tongue send out. It, yeah, tongue out. They send it to grandma. Like, look, grandma, I got a five-point buck. I'm going to put it on my wall and fucking, fucking baseball gear on it. That's good, little boy. <laughs> Just not my style. If it's yours, that's, I'm not making fun of you. Kind of, yeah, but not much. <laughs> uh, so the... the uh, we, we were getting ready for the uh, the tennis tournament, the Atlanta Open Tennis Tournament that I host. And it starts this weekend at Atlantic Station in Atlanta. And um, there are some things underneath in our crawl space, underneath our house in our crawl space that we had to get. And now we have three different crawl spaces. We have two that have dirt floors, you know, that are like legit up in your face crawl spaces. Then we have another crawl space. It's actually really nice. And it's concrete floor. It's enclosed. I mean, it's it, you can't stand up in it. It's like four feet tall, but it's a nice place to put storage. You're like instead of putting it in a crawl space with dirt floors, right? So that's where all of our stuff's at, and that's what we needed to get into. We've never had a problem in our crawl spaces with critters, not once. I mean, like maybe now and again, our um, critter guy will come over and go in there. He's like, "Yeah, I found this" or something like. That's where the ants are coming from, but nothing huge. So Rach and I go under the crawl space, or she does, because she's short. You know, she can pretty much stand up in there. She's moving these boxes around and these tubs and stuff, and she's pulling this out and she's pulling that out. And I'm standing at the door and just kind of waiting for her, you know, like, hurry up. And she stops dead in her tracks. She's almost to the door. And she goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? There's a red right there. Like, you know, you when women, I think women do this more than men, or I don't think men even do. They're like anxious. They're scared. They're freaking out. They can't get the words out. They're pushing the air through their body. Like, I'm supposed to understand that. Like, what are you talking about? There's a rat right there. Why are you whispering? <laughs> Knows you're talking about it. And there was a rat right at the door, like like looking to get out. And I'm going, okay. My mind instantly was like, what am I going to do? Because I've got to deal with her who's freaking out, right? You got to deal with her. Then you've got the crawl space, which is you know, 10 by 10 size crawl space, pretty decent size crawl space. With a bunch of different bus tubs, if we scare it, it's going to go back in the crawl space, and then we're going to lose it forever. So what do you do? I don't want to make any sudden movements. What do you do? She grabs this cooler, and she takes the cap off. And it's a it's a cylinder cooler, you know, a, like a, a carried around, you know, with a handle. Put a water in it, whatever. She goes, put it in here. <laughs> I can picture her doing this right now. Too. Put it in here. Yeah, she, and she's like still whispering. Still whispering. She's like, "Put it in here." I'm like, "No, that's a bad idea. Let me think. Just stop making noises. Just be quiet." For she's like, "It's going to get me. It's not going to get you. They're not predators. They don't attack people. Just relax. They have teeth." Yeah, I understand that. Well, don't fuck with them, and they won't bite you. So I said, uh, "I said, just just let me think. Just let me think." And I was like, "All right, how do I?" you know like get it out like there's a broom behind me by the hot tub i could get 
but then it's might just go right back in there. You know, how do I relocate it? Well, I don't have a trap on me. Um, this cooler idea is not going to work. I'm not putting my hand that close to it, by the way. Uh, I got an idea. I said, I'll be back. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll be back. I got an idea, but you just, just give me three minutes. All right. So I left for some reason. I went the long way to my garage. I don't know why. And I go to my garage and I come back and the rat is still there. And he's like frozen in time. He hasn't budged at all. And I got my Red Rider BB gun. It's the only BB gun I have in the house. I've got a good one up at the cabin, but I, I thought I had that one here. But I have a red, because that's what I was kicking around the idea. Red Rider BB guns are not powerful BB guns. Like I can shoot Brandon and it's not going to break the skin. Have you ever been shot with a Red Rider BB gun, Brandon? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not too bad. Yeah. You don't, you're just, it hurts. It, it stings. It it's, stings. It's like a bee sting. It's like airsoft. Yeah, it's it's Ow. it's real. We used to shoot each other in college. We used to have BB gun wars at the fraternity house <laughs> until some guy's eye almost, like I hit him right below the eye, and we're like, all right, this is probably Did he not, not see the movie. <laughs> I was like, probably not safe, <laughs> or we should put glasses on. So let's just we never we never played again. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, this is the only BB gun. Yeah, I didn't want to shoot it with a gun. Like I could go up and get my, you know, one of my guns and shoot it. That's probably a bad idea. So it's like I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the BB gun, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna stun it because it's not gonna kill it. I'm gonna stun it, and then I'm going to uh, put it in the cooler or something. I, I'll get it out of there. That was my plan. So I get it, and I'm probably maybe six feet away, maybe eight feet away, six between six and eight feet away. Now. If you grew up with a Red Rider BB gun, you know how to shoot the Red Rider BB gun. Brandon, are you a professional Red Rider BB gun shooter? No, I had a, uh, a pump style. Okay. Different, yeah. So with a pump style, a little bit different, a lot more powerful, you can aim and shoot, right? Uh, Nate, did you grow up with a Red Rider at all? No, uh, I didn't have one, but I think my cousin did. And when we go over to his house, I think we'd play around with it, okay. shoot each other. So did you master the art of shooting the Red Rider BB gun? Uh, accuracy wise, no. Okay. I think we were just aiming for aiming for the body mass. Okay, there, there, big, there's, big target. there's a trick to shooting there. You, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I've just seen a Christmas story. Okay, so it's the same gun. That's why I got <laughs> oh, yeah. it as a kid. Yeah, same gun. If you, if you grew up with a Red Rider BB gun, you knew in order for the best accuracy as possible because it was such a low-powered BB gun that you would have to aim a lot lower than the target in order to hit because the BB is going to drift up, right? So, because it'll it's going to sail on you. And so I'm, you know, six, seven, eight feet away from this mouse. All right, Black Bart. You know, and I put the thing up there and make sure. And the other thing with the Red Rider BB gun is you almost, you have to like kind of jack it back in order for the BBs to get set in there because they just roll around in the barrel. So I'm like, all right, all right, Black Bart. I put the, the thing up there and I aim and I'm aiming, you know, a little low and I shoot. And I hear ding, 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 you know, 
So I was like, how did I miss? Like, I mean, I know I, I mean, six to eight feet away from a, a, a small object with a Red Rider BB gun. It's not the easiest shot in the world. But I mean, I must have missed pretty big because this BB is bouncing around the crawl space. Now my wife's freaking out that she's going to get hit with a BB. Fair. Be- <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, my God. So uh, I'm like, all right. Well, she, but the mouse didn't move. I mean, the rat didn't move at all. Did not move an inch. So, all right, black marks, same, same distance to it. Whoosh. No, ding, 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 ding. And I could see that I hit this rat between the eyes. That's how accurate I was. I kid you not. That BB went right between the eyes and he starts to twitch. So then I went and I got a dustpan and I'm pulling it, uh, I'm putting it in the dustpan and, and I did hit him on the first shot, too, but it went through him. It went in and out, which I was crazy. I didn't think that the Red Rider BB gun would do that. So I put him in a trash bag, and then, I mean, he's still dead. I mean, he's, he's dying, so I just figured, well, fuck it, and I just put it in the trash bag and put it in the thing. Just, just let him suffer. I know. I didn't know what to do. I hate to I hate to hurt animals, but let me shoot him between the eyes, right right through his body. Well, that's 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 the that's the part of the story. Is like I felt horrible. Like I really felt, and I still to this day feel absolutely horrible about this. So she's like, "There's rats in our house. There's rats. Get them out. Get call the critter guy." So I've got two critter guys, and one of them is not the easiest to get a hold of. Couldn't get a hold of him. And I needed him like right then and there. And so I call my pest guy, Chad. And I'm like, Chad, you do critters, right? He's like, yeah, our, you know, but I think their company is called like Critter Done or something like that. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, yeah, I can be out there tomorrow between one and three. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. So he comes out. And um, so anyway, between that time, I went to, um, to, to Lowe's. And I bought a rat trap. Now I haven't. I bought a rat trap. The last time I bought rat traps or mouse traps was for the mouse trap floor of hell, right? For the bit we still. So I'm not yep. familiar with what's the the haps in the rat trap world. They have got so many options for you nowadays. It's ridiculous. Like you can go the old school little wood guys with the little metal clipper clips. And then they've got ones with a box that are real expensive that when it goes in there, it electrocutes them. <laughs> like you can have, oh a, my God. you can have an electric chair chamber rat killer box. <laughs> That's I mean, a lot. isn't that badass? That's efficient. You know, cause they're trying to do it as, I guess as humane as possible. Right. So, um, none of that sounds humane. Well, it's better. Well, look, when I should we electrocute them or snap their necks, which is the easier way, or poison them <laughs> when, slowly. When I was yeah. when I was four years old, one of the uh, guys my mom was banging came over to the house, and we lived in a nice house because she didn't want me growing up in a bad neighborhood, but she couldn't afford it, so we had no furniture, um, and we barely had groceries, right? So we're in this empty house, you know, with electricity that would go on and off some points in time. Anyway, there was a mouse in our house and she calls this guy over to kill this mouse. And I'm like, no, don't, you know, I'm a kid. You don't, kids don't kill animals. And so he chases the mouse behind the oven, pulls the oven out. He's got a hammer in his right hand and he smashes the mouse on the ground. No. God. I fucking lost it. 
I mean, I, blood. I mean, look like a murder scene. This guy didn't give a shit, dude. He was just like, wah, bam. You know, that's what real men do is they grab hammers and just kill the mouse like that. <laughs> so I, was, I, I, I felt horrible about the BB stuff. But my wife was freaking out. She was right. They carry disease. We got to, if there's any more, we got to, we got to, we got to get rid of them. Um, the term, the terminator, exterminator guy's not coming out for another day. So we went and bought this black rat trap that is very much like the old school wood ones where you pull it back and it clamps, but it's, it's safer because of the contraption, the way it's built, the teeth on this thing are it's like scary. Like it's got black. I mean, it's, it's all black and the teeth, like when it's snap. What's that? The plastic ones? Yeah. Like the, yeah, they like fit. Yeah, I've seen those things. They look scary. <laughs> Holy shit. They're like bear traps. And yeah, yeah. And so I was like, all right. And, and there's a little hole. And it's actually genius because you don't have to put your hand in the trap to put the snack in the trap. The little hole unscrews on the bottom and you fill it with peanut butter or something. And then you put it up in there and you put it in. There. So anyway, I did that. And then the next day, I went out to go check. Lo and behold, this thing decapitated the rat. I mean, it, the, the head was just kind of hanging. That rat didn't even get to the peanut butter. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. No he last, didn't even get no the peanut meal. butter? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. No last meal. I go, you should at least make the trap so he at least gets a taste of the peanut butter before it decapitates him. You know, he didn't even get his snack before he died. That's just rude. Really rude. I thought it was such a dick move. Uh, but anyway, so th- that's that. Now we've got like 12 trap sets and, um, and, and I, I haven't checked them yet today. So I got to figure it out. Just get a cat. <laughs> Would y'all ever do that? So that's okay. So here's the other part of this. Um, Chad comes out and he says, uh, you could get a cat. You know, that would be helpful. And my daughter would love that. I was like, I'm not having a cat. He goes, Aww. the only problem with having a cat, what do you think he said, Brandon? It attracts? Other cats. Uh, other cats? No, coyotes. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. He says, he goes, we have a uh, feral cat in our, that roams around in our yard, and every morning when I get up, there's a coyote waiting in the front yard for it. <laughs> oh, like, okay. That is true. You do have to be careful about those things. It's like, okay, no, no, can't do that. I'll deal with the rats. I don't need coyotes, you know, my dogs back there. So I said to him, I go, you know, we, we've never, to the best of my knowledge, had this problem, right? Like, we've never had a rat issue. I've never seen a rat, killed a rat or something like that. I think there might have been one that got in our attic at one time and, and we got it. But that was years ago. I said, I just put up this smart bird feeder. Do you think that has anything to do with it? He says, absolutely. The Wait, rat's pilot, man, this place is home free. You got bird seed and he got rid of the hawk that used to fly around and kill us. <laughs> oh, yeah, the hawk's gone. So they're just roaming free back there. You are correct. Yes, I got rid of the hawks. And yes, you're right. Oh, that bird feeder's the rats go. moved in. Yeah, so the smart bird feeder has got to go. Uh, <laughs> So I took it down and we're going up to the cabin here in the next couple of days anyway. So I want to put it up there. I'll just have to have the cleaning people up there, make sure the, to put the food, the, the, the food up there and recharge it when we need it to be recharged. Um, which is a whole nother, going to be a whole nother thing. You know, I'm staying at Radadice city. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I'll put it up on a tree, you know, far away, not far away, but a good distance away where you could still see the birds eating it, but I'll be able to see it on the camera and I'll probably be able to see some really cool shit up there. Oh yeah. 
You might get a Sasquatch up there. I know, like Bigfoot, just like. <laughs> yeah. He's munching rats. Just munching on, on the rats. But so here, here the, the last part of this rat story is, you know, I protected my wife. Right. I, I, I shot the rat. I killed the rat. I protected her from the rat. R.I.P. rat. But but not only did I, you know, do my manly duties and, and kill the rat, but I did it like in a real manly way. You know, like I, I mean, she she afterwards says to me, she goes, do you know how impressed I am right now? And I said, well, with what? She goes, you just snipered that rat from of distance like you weren't that close and you did it with a bb gun and then you took it and then you, you got i mean she goes that was hot and she goes if you go wash your hands i want to meet you upstairs <laughs> and like it, no i kid you it turned her on so i i was like all right well i guess we should do a date night so i took her out to to dinner that i mean like it was a whole thing like the entire it was like we were kids like we just met she was all over me she was hanging on me. She's licking my neck. She couldn't keep. She wanted to sit next to me at the booth at the Longhorn Steakhouse, and oh. I, mean, it, I mean, yeah, same side, <laughs> same side Getting sitters. Crazy, I know. It's uh, I'm telling you guys, if you know how to shoot a rat with a BB gun from a distance, that turns the ladies on. Brandon, that might be something up your alley. Yeah, I used to shoot birds, and people yeah. didn't really like that. Yeah, so birds are bad. Birds, birds are. You, there's no need to shoot birds. They're, they're they're not doing anything wrong. Stop killing animals. Oh, they, they shit on everything. Yeah. Well, it, no, that's that's not true. They just they they they, they do do that but, though, occasionally. Well, Brandon was just doing it because you're a, he's a psycho. You're doing it to defend her honor. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to watch him die. <laughs> I just put him in the microwave and turn it on high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I take her out to Longhorn, right? We have some gift cards. Brandon gave us some uh, gave us gift cards. Those are my birthday or something. Yeah, yeah, it was your yeah. birthday. And then we had this other guy give us gift cards for my birthday too. So I had all these Longhorn gift cards. So I take her out. And you guys know how I feel about Longhorn. It's the nicest steakhouse out there. And uh, what? It's a very <laughs> nice steakhouse, but is it the nicest steakhouse out there? Maybe not. Have y'all been to Little Alley in downtown Roswell? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Amazing. Yeah, not a fan. He's a big Longhorn's guy. is great. Yeah, not a fan. Longhorn is on the next level. Atlanta's got some great steakhouses, though. Howl's, Bones. Been to all of them. Yeah, they're mm. okay. Nothing yeah, compares. Yeah, they're, they're all the same cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing Nothing <laughs> compares to Longhorn. Fair enough. Yeah. Have you Have you been to a Longhorn lately? It's been a while. Yeah, okay. A couple well, years. Yeah, then shut your mouth. Okay. Okay. I mean, I've been to all the other steakhouses around the city. So have I. I've, I've tried them all. <laughs> I've seen a million steakhouses and I've rocked them all. <laughs> and Longhorn is what. And free is always best. You had the gift cards. So it's 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 funny. You know, I posted, um, you know, the, the Longhorn. It's a. For those that don't know, it's a bit, right? It's, I mean, I hate to say it, but, it, you know, it's a Oh, bit. what? I know. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, so, you know, you, I post it for those that are in on 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 the no, no in the no. And then there's the people that are like, Longhorn is not the fancy, pa-. you know, like they don't get it because they weren't, you know, it's like, shut the fuck up. You don't know. If you don't know, you don't know. Stop taking everything so goddamn literal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you dumb fuckers. You're not even a part of my page. I don't even know who you are. So I take her to the Longhorn. I let her get dessert, too. Ooh. Because I had gift cards. So we got the uh, chocolate thunder from your mother. Oh, the stampede, yeah. Or the stampede, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just the chocolate thunder. It's like a porn. 
That's I, a porn star name. That's what I thought. It was like chocolate thunder from your mother. Yeah. But it, what is it called? Uh, like, can I have uh, two orders of the chocolate thunder stick? <laughs> Why, yes, you can. I just got done with him. What, what's it called again, Brennan? I think it's a chocolate stampede. Chocolate stampede. It's delicious. It's ice cream. And also a porn. A brownie. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's really good. I had uh, a big boy cowboy steak. That was was done very well. She had a fillet. I mean, we just did that. We had drinks. We had mules. We, it was just the, the time. I, Sounds fun. So she's like, what's next? I said, well, why don't we go home and watch our our television? Now that we've cut the cord, we have access to all these fine featured films. And uh, she goes, okay, what do you want to watch? You know, it's important that I've learned with this cord cutting that you know what you want to watch before you turn on the television. And I said, I just for some reason read an article about this movie that came out in 2016, I believe, on Amazon Prime. She goes, what's it called? And I said, USS Indianapolis Men of Courage, starring Nicolas Cage, also as Tom Sizemore and Thomas Jane in there. And uh, I'd never heard of the movie. And I, I'm going to drink for being stupid here. I'm not familiar with the story either. You guys familiar with the story of the Indianapolis? No, never heard it. I don't think so. Okay, it's not. It's not. Don't be embarrassed because I, I, I'm embarrassed that I did. I'm a, like I consider myself pretty up to speed on history. Knew nothing about the Indianapolis. So the U.S. Indianapolis was the United States Navy's biggest disaster ever. Uh, in the history of the United States Navy, is the biggest disaster ever. They, it was a merchant ship for the most part. I mean, it had guns and stuff, but it was a fast ship. But this ship had no defense of submarines. So it would always have an escort of other ships that could fight off the submarines. They, you know, put the, the, um, what are they called? The things in the water and the, the you know, uh, anyway. So, charges. Yeah. The depth, char- the depth charges. Yeah, the, 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 you're right. So anyway, they had a, um, this was during World War II. They had a, a secret mission for the USS Indianapolis and, and McVeigh who Nicholas Cage plays is uh, Admiral McVeigh and, or Captain McVeigh, Admiral McVeigh. And, and he says, I need you to deliver a package to, um, to like uh, wherever they were at over, you know, Japan or something like that. He's like, okay. He's like, am I going to have an escort? No, you're not going to have an escort. You need to get there as fast as possible, drop off the package and come back as fast as possible. Behind the scenes, they're going, this is a suicide mission. There's like over 200, almost over 300 sailors on board this ship. And, uh, and, and Nicholas Cage's character, McVeigh, he knows that it's a suicide mission. So they get there, they deliver the package, they don't know what it is, and then they come back. When they come back, uh, they're hit by a Japanese submarine torpedo, which is fired by, there's a little backstory with the guy that fires it. This is all a true story. The guy... It was like getting ribbed because he didn't have any kills and he didn't know what to do and this and this and that. And there was a certain type of torpedo that they would shoot called a chitan or something that even if you zigzagged in the water, that was how you'd get it out of the torpedoes. It wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to get, get away from this one. It was like a heat sinking kind of missile type thing. They didn't get into it. They just said that, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't do anything about it. So, uh, so they get hit with a torpedo, and the boat sinks. Okay, 
And of course, they lost a lot of lives just with the boat sinking. And you think, well, that's the end of the story. So many people survive and this and this and that. Nope, not the case. You've got to take into consideration nobody knows that they're out there. Only a handful of people know that they're out there. So they're sending distress signals, but their own people think it's a ploy from the Japanese because they have nothing on record of this boat being out there. So no one's going to help them for four days. During those four days, they lose a lot more men. How? Sharks. Oceanic sharks. These great whites are just tearing them apart as they just float out in the water. They're just like all sitting and you in the movie. The movie's good. The story's better than good. The CGI is horrendous, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the story, if you don't know about the story and I didn't, and I felt so bad that I didn't know about the story, you know, anyway, so they finally get rescued um, and the Japanese are watching this the entire time from their submarine. They're just watching from a distance. They hear them screaming. They watch them. They feel horrible. The guy that shot the torpedo, the guy that was in charge of the submarine felt horrible because he's like, you know, I know we're enemies, but they're still men and they're being killed by sharks right now. That's fucked up. It's one thing to kill them with my torpedo. But it's another thing to fucking die of sharks after you survive the torpedo. Like, that's a dick move. <laughs> that's the guy's what he's thinking. So this, like, uh... This, this military, United States military plane who was just kind of like, I guess, taking pictures or scavenging or something like that, sees him in the water, defies orders. They told him not to land. He lands anyway. He puts as many, puts as many men as possible on his plane, risks his own life, and says, I'm not going to have enough fuel to get back, so you're going to have to send somebody. Um, if not, I'm going to die out here. And if I die out here... Uh, it's going to be your ass. Like that's the guy was like way cool. Right. I mean, that's like a man's man right there. So they get back. You think that the story's over. They come back to the United States as heroes. Well, not the case. So we've now dropped both the atomic bombs and the war is over and America is on the uptick and there's a lot of yay, yay, yay. Now they hear America hears of the USS Indianapolis and they want somebody to hang for it. Uh, so they decide to have the Admiral, I think it was Admiral McVeigh, Captain or Admiral, one of them, the guy who was in charge of ship, Nick Cage's character. They're going to hang him. They're going to say it was his fault that the ship got torpedoed. He did not do the right thing, and he should be sentenced to jail. He's the fall guy. So they have a trial, right? And uh, in the trial... The guy that either shot the the torpedo or was in charge of the Japanese submarine testifies. He flies over from Japan. He walks into the court, and he's now just that scene where he and Nick Cage are staring at each other, knowing that this guy took hundreds of lives from his boat. And now, since the war is over and years have passed, he's, you know, it's all water under the bridge, so to speak. So he testifies actually on his behalf. And he says that there is nothing that he could have done to save his ship. I had him in my sights. He did not even know we were there. He's like, you, there's nothing you could have done. You were a sitting duck. I mean, can you imagine like talking to the guy that actually pulled the trial? I mean, that's fucking crazy. So after the trial, he's exonerated. He's found not guilty. He goes and, um, 
meets up with a guy and they have a really good conversation between the two. And uh, when it was all said and done, he couldn't live with himself and he takes his own life. McVeigh. Oh, man. Yeah. I looked it up. It is uh, Captain. Captain. Okay. So do you know what they delivered, Brandon? What the package was? Uh, uh, rice. No. Nate? Um, sushi? <laughs> no. Jill? Guns? <laughs> Got, no. The atomic bomb. The, the one that the Enola Gay flew over, you know, Hiroshima and drops. Oh. Yeah. The, wouldn't, they, wouldn't they fly it? Yeah. Why would they put it on a boat? Yeah, they, that, the, the USS Indianapolis delivered the atomic bombs that we used to bomb uh, Japan. Oh, they explained it in there, but I, I don't know. They, they, they didn't want anybody to know what they were doing. It was just, uh-huh. like, there was a lot of risk to this, too. Like, they, I mean, they didn't get back. They're lucky they got there. And I, the sub actually saw them on the way there, but it was like, ah, it's a merchant ship. It's, you know, and that's what they were trying to do. It was like, it was a merchant ship. It's not a, a battleship, and there's no need to engage because they just got supplies and you know rules of war and that kind of thing. So I guess that's what the United States military was going for was that you know kind of like not a big deal. They're not going to do anything. Just get there. It's the fastest ship. But they delivered it, and in the scene where they deliver the um, the cargo in the background, you see some of these bomber jets, and you see just briefly. The one bomber jet at the be, uh, you know, in the front says Enola Gay, and so like that's what tell because they never say what it is, so you just know what it is based off of the the jet. So yeah, it's I mean it's I had, I had no so I'm talking to my tennis buddies who are all like a lot older than me, and I go you know because we're always pitching movies to watch their movies are horrible, and I go there's uh, a movie you got to see. And I, go, I told him about this and I was like I knew nothing but like. How did you not know about the? There's like five movies been made about the USS Indianapolis. How do you not know? I'm like, I know. Like they were yelling at me that I didn't know this part of American history. They're correct, but I was like, you don't have to be so r- abrasive. <laughs> it's like you're so aggressive right now. There's no need to do that. So I don't think it's like a common knowledge story. I mean, I'm sure there's obviously people and enthusiasts that know all about it, but I don't think it's not like something that we were taught in school or anything like that. So I wouldn't feel bad. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think I was taught it in school though. Cause once you started talking about it, I was like, Oh, was he talking about when they were in the ocean, just sitting ducks waiting and all the sharks ate them. So I remember learning something about it, but it's been really? a long time. I, oh, yeah. I can tell you, I would have remembered that story. I don't remember learning that story. I don't remember yeah. learning about the USS Indianapolis. Y'all didn't go to Lawrenceville Elementary. What can I say? Uh, you learned about that in elementary no, school? No, it was probably, oh. uh, no, it was probably high school. Subsequent. Can you imagine? She actually just watched Jaws at school and, and just <laughs> yeah. confused it. Like, this is the USS Indianapolis. <laughs> okay, so that's the other thing. The The guy that they hire in Jaws, right, to, to you know, the, the guy, the you know, like, yeah, I can, I can catch him eating the saltine crackers. There's a reference of him being on the USS Indianapolis in Jaws. And I never knew that. But really? talking to my tennis buddies the other day, they're like, yeah, they make a reference to it in Jaws. I was like, Jaws the movie? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that they get to go catch Jaws, he says. He tells a story. He tells a story of when he was on the USS Indianapolis. Like, wow, it all comes full circle. It all makes sense. It's all sense. coming back to me now. <laughs> it all makes sense. So anyway, got to watch the movie and have a really uh, good night, all because I killed a rat with a BB gun. You know, so I mean, I was like, Phew. 
I don't think, ladies, it gets much better than that uh, on a, you know, Friday, Saturday night when your man is manly with a BB gun and takes out a beast of a rodent and then takes you out to a fine steak dinner and then brings you back to your cord cut it TV, cord cut TV and lets you watch it. By the way, I had to pay four ninety nine for that movie on Amazon Prime. It was not free, which I don't okay. understand why I have to pay for movies if I have Amazon Prime. It just doesn't make any sense. I thought all the movies were free, but that's not the case. So, anyway, so I suggest you watch it, all you guys. It's a good movie. Yeah, I did. And, well, and you told me to watch that. The was it the Three Mile Island documentary? Yeah. Same kind of similar thing. Where I mean, I I knew of the story, but I didn't understand like the intensity and how how dangerous it actually was or could have been. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stories out there and documentaries that people are making now where the, I think the general public is getting a better idea of what actually happened. Yeah, I, I'm addicted to them. I mean, if I see something, you know, because with this cord cutting stuff, it, like, again, you have to kind of know what you want to watch. I mean, it's tough to just kind of scour. I mean, because you have so many different options of different apps. And I got to tell you, I, I'm not, I, I don't know if I'm keeping YouTube TV. There's a lot of commercials on YouTube TV. A really? Lot, a I'm, lot. Oh, I haven't. Uh, are you watching live or are you watching like DVR stuff? Uh, live. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I usually watch DVR stuff and I just fast forward through the commercials. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, yeah. like it's, as soon as you turn on, like I just always go to law and order. And as soon as you turn it on, there's seven minutes of commercials or five minutes, five to seven minutes of commercials. That's a lot. Like we don't even do that with our commercial episodes. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of commercials. That's why terrestrial radio is having a problem is because they're doing seven minutes of commercials. Nobody wants to sit through seven minutes of commercials. Uh, that's why we don't do it on the podcast because nobody wants to sit through it. Uh, and I don't blame you, you know? So that, that's, that's crazy that. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I, I don't think it's actually seven, but I mean, there, yeah, there's commercials. It's just like cable television. You're, if you get rid of it, you're, you're not going to find a different option. They're all going to have commercials. That's how they pay for it. There's so, somebody sent me one that's half the price. I don't know if they have all the channels. I think it's a, it's a lot newer. That's why it's a lot cheaper. But they it was supposedly commercial free. You know, they should offer two different, they should have two different options. Kind of like what we do with the podcast. You know, commercial free for a fee. And then, I mean, obviously we're going to, for free, you can have commercials, uh, certain episodes. HBO Max does that for nine ninety nine a month. You can have limited commercials. That's how they put it, limited commercials, and then for fourteen ninety nine, commercial free. That's that's smart. Yeah. That's 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 a good business model. That's that's smart. I think I think that's what Hulu does also. Hulu does that. So that's the thing. I've got now. I've got all these apps. I've got the Hulu. I've got the Paramount Plus. I've got the uh, the Netflix. I've got the YouTube. I got all this stuff. I'm still trying to figure out the remotes. Um, I'm, I've got all the TVs down with the exception of one and I'm trying to go back and forth to this remote company and they want so much information and it's becoming a pain in my ass. Uh, so yeah, so we're getting there. It's, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a, I thought the thousand channels on direct TV was overwhelming. That's nothing compared to the options that you have with streaming services. Absolutely nothing. I spent an hour yeah, trying but- to pick something. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, you can, I'm done. You can like decide which one you're like, okay, all my good shows are on this app or whatever. Typically. Uh, 
Yeah, so you get kind of used to what you're watching or what what you're looking to watch. Those types of things, yeah. But you find a lot of movies that you've never heard of or seen but have actors that you enjoy that you'll watch, that you never would have watched. With the DirecTV, there might have been a thousand channels, but we're only watching a handful of them, and we knew that. So we are flipping back and forth between those. You know, with YouTube TV, the live, it's there's no back button, you know, and, and you can't, I don't think, organize the channels. So, you know, like uh, there's no numbers either. They're just, they just show the network and you just scroll all the way down. It can be kind of a pain in the ass a little bit. I don't know if I'm a huge fan. So anyway, we'll figure it out. The remote thing is bothering me. I did get the back room going. Unfortunately, I was hoping that I, I, I didn't get it going because I just saw this 85-inch television that I wanted to buy. <laughs> it's like 85 every, inches. 85. That is huge. Who needs said. a TV that big? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So we got every, a little bit nice. What's that? Every uh every hotel and uh Airbnb I've been staying at, they all have like Roku's and and TVs and uh like Roku TVs also. But they all the remote for the television turns on and off or I mean the remote for the Roku turns on and off the television. It's like already built in. So that so it seems like what's your only issue the um the sound bar? Well, I kind of figured that one out with that TV. I'm just going to use the television remote and not the not even deal with Roku because I have a it's a smart TV, so the apps that we're going to use are there, so it's fine. Okay, uh, but I got it working because I had to do HDMI arc, uh, or I did HDMI arc into the um, uh, sound bar. The TV. I guess. That, oh, the sound bar. Yeah, so I guess that the the trick is if you're using optical, which I have been. If you're using optical, your remote for your television won't control the volume. It doesn't work with optical op, optical cables. But if you do an HDMI arc, um, it will. So I did that, and it did. It worked. I was like, oh, oh nice. Oh, well, like, cool. I fixed something. That's pretty neat. You know, then the one in the back room I did, and that was easy. Like the this all-in-one remote, I mean, it was it was done. I mean, I thought that was going to be the most difficult because I have a surround sound system and stuff. And that was perfect. That's where I watched my football at. It's, it's now it's this, uh, in the guest room in Caleb's room, you know, which we barely use. I and mean, we've got Ariel's friends staying up there, but like, I can't control the volume on the TV for whatever reason. I don't know why it's driving me insane. Mm, yeah. Maybe try getting a new Roku. Um, well, Probably not, cheaper than a TV. Well, I'm not using the Roku remote, so maybe I'll use the Roku remote and see if that works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That's a good idea. All right. All right. Let's uh, talk to our guests uh, for this episode. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. In the market to build a mountain home or cabin in western North Carolina, Mac Development Group 
These are the people that you need to call. These are the people you need to talk to. MacDevelopment.com is the website currently booking for full-time builds, and they're looking for you to get on the schedule today, providing a premium product in the Western Carolina market, and they are the premium builder in the area. Putting everything together in this amazing 3D software, the process is easy, and it's a one-stop shop with Mac Development Group. MacDevelopment.com. I want you to call my wife. But not for those reasons, you weirdo. I want you to call my wife, Rachel Guy, because you want to participate in this crazy market that's happening right now and take advantage of a house. She is the best at doing what she does, and that is a realtor with Keller Williams Atlanta North Office. Anybody that's dealt with my wife, and I know a lot of you two percenters have, uh, she's absolutely amazing. I can tell you firsthand, you know, if you're a first-time home buyer, she's going to walk you through it. If you've done this numerous times before, you might learn something. She's great. So if you're looking to buy or sell, call Rachel Guy because she's your guy. 404-797-4600. That's 404-797-4600. Let's keep it before 9 p.m. All right, some of you call fairly late. It's a little annoying. No offense. Stress-free buying and selling, and like I said, this crazy nutso market. You can also shoot her an email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. Who knew, right? L-theanine. You ever even heard of that word before? Well, it helps increase your focus and attention, and it's one of the ingredients in Magic Mind, which are these delicious little green productivity shots that you take each and every morning when you wake up and you start your day with a boost. Now, L-theanine binds with the caffeine molecules in matcha and prevents the full blocking of receptors, reducing or dissolving the caffeine crash and jitters you often feel. It's nature's time-released caffeine. So if you're struggling with productivity, more energy, focus, so on anxiety, stress, not being as creative as you want, you might want to try Magic Mind. These little green productivity shots could be a game changer for you, possibly replacing all those cups of coffee that you're taking, right? 40% off your subscription right now. It's a limited time opportunity. Magicmind.co, the BS. M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D.co backslash the BS. Put uh, promo code the BS20 in there and get your 40% off that subscription. And back to you, Jason. I've been fascinated with our guests for, like, months. There's articles that pop up on my phone of these guys, the Action Adventure Twins, and it's fascinating. And I think one of the biggest viewed videos on their YouTube and Instagram, which, by the way, is Action Adventure Twins, it's Eddie and James. They're, they're, they're identical twins. But it was the whole that you guys jumped into like it was it was the hole that went to hell on earth or something eddie you know what i'm talking about that big ass hole you guys just decided to drop 200 yeah. plus feet into the earth on yep yeah. so unexpected so so the the you guys are georgia guys right yep okay what part of georgia oh uh, we're actually from like metro atlanta okay um is is all all this stuff is it in, in the United States, is it in Georgia? Is it a, around the world? You know, where do, where do you guys go? Most of the stuff we go to is in Georgia, really? um, North Georgia, in the mountains. Uh huh. What are you finding? But, up, what are you finding up in North Georgia? I got a cabin up in Mineral Bluff. You got any cool places around there? No, most of them are like 
literally on the Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee border. Yeah. That's where all the limestone's at. Uh, so way up West Georgia. Okay, you do realize that you and your brother are crazy as shit, right? I mean, you, the, the, <laughs> the stuff that you guys fucking do is nuts. Uh, like, especially if you're claustrophobic at all. I mean, there's some of these videos, and I'm infatuated with your with your YouTube channel. Um, some of these videos, I mean, you have zero room between your body and these caves, and you're not going, you don't have somebody to go in there beforehand and, and make sure it's safe, right? You guys are kind of raw-dogging it. Yeah, these are wild caves. There's nobody really guiding you or anything. You pretty much got to be skilled and know your limits. Um, yeah, it can get pretty sketchy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I, I, I get anxiety watching some of these videos that you guys are doing and you're too, you and your brother, you're young guys. So how did this whole thing start? Uh, just a, 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 as a kid, you just would go to these different places and you're like, Oh, well technology now let's just start video in it. And now you're, you know, uh, internet famous. Really, it was kind of recently, about five years ago, our friend showed us our first cave, and we walked underground, and we were like, oh, man, I feel like I'm on an alien planet or something. Like, this is wild. And he showed us one more cave after that, and we were just hooked. And um, we weren't filming it for the first probably two years. We were just going through these things, um, just having fun. And suddenly, um, I traded um, like an amplifier for a GoPro, and that's where it all started. <laughs> Slapped the GoPro on our head and just started filming it. What do you hold on? What do you mean you traded an amplifier for? Were you a musician prior to, to cave diving? Well, it was like um, an amplifier for car uh, audio, you know, <laughs> subwoofer. Gotcha. And you just you're like, okay, we should start filming this, but I got no money, so let me go online and try to trade this out. Exactly. And it was the best trade we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Because you guys are making a living off this, right? YouTube pays you probably quite a bit of money for all your, your videos. Yeah, yeah. We're doing it full time now. Yeah. That's uh, um, what, what are your, what are your, as much as our electrician job. So we just went ahead and fully committed to the channel. Okay. So that's what you guys were doing before you were electricians? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, is your dad an electrician? Uh, no, actually, uh, we just got into it because, um, our mom's fiance was like, you should get into this. Um, it pays good and it'll be really fun for you. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So you and your brother really had no plans after high school. You guys are just kind of like, whatever happens, happens, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you become electricians, which by the way, is, is a great job. I'm not knocking the job. Uh, you, you become electricians and then, and then five years, uh, ago, uh, your buddy of yours goes, Hey, let's go see a cave. And you turn to your brother, James and like, Hey dude, we should find a video camera and put this up on YouTube. And then was it instant entertainment, uh, internet famous or did it take a while to accumulate? It was a really slow grind. Um, at first, our first year we had 30 subscribers yeah. posting regularly um, then after a year and a half, we had 130 and we're like, this is going nowhere. And then just about a month later, we started getting thousands of subscribers a day. And between about now and a year ago, we've gotten 
300,000 subscribers. What, what do you think was the, the change? I mean, a lot of things on the internet, you know, we, we struggle with that too, with, with the podcast, which is fairly new. And I get frustrated if Nate and Brandon were on with us right now, they'd tell you how frustrated I get because I want everything to happen yesterday. And I'm used to that happening in the radio world, but I do realize I just have to keep telling myself in the internet world, it's a slow burn and it just takes one person, a blogger, uh, a big website, somebody with a lot of traffic on their socials, just to point out the good stuff that you're doing. And it will, it'll totally change your world. Is that kind of what happened with you? A story was picked up or something? Um, it was basically one video went viral. It was our best video. The one that's got 32 million views at this point. It was the high anxiety in Petty John's cave. What did, um, you, what did you guys do there? We went to a place in the cave called high anxiety. It was about four hours back where almost nobody goes in that cave. And it's called high anxiety for a reason. That room is really sketchy and unstable. And that video, it didn't do anything for the first month. And suddenly one day it blew up and started getting, you know, millions of views a week, I think, actually. You sit there telling your brother, going, dude, it's happening. This, this, was, <laughs> this was our big break. We can stop being electricians now. Is that what you said to him? Yep. <laughs> we were like, this is, this is the break we needed. And we need to fully commit to this or it's never going to happen for us. Have you guys like LLC'd yourselves and turned it into a business? No, we haven't yet. We thought about it, yeah. um, especially for tax purposes. Absolutely. But right now, no, we haven't done anything like that. Also for liability purposes. It's true, yeah. You need yeah. You, you need somebody in your ear, my friend. <laughs> There's a, yeah. Plus, I mean, you guys, uh, I mean, really could benefit off of the, the celebrity that you guys have gained by, you know, people want to meet you. You know, a lot of these influencers online, these YouTubers, you know, they'll show up to an event and they're bigger than the celebrity that was in a movie. Uh, it's true, you know, and and you guys have, you know, good looking dudes, young dudes, Southern dudes jumping in caves, fucking crazy as shit. And, you know, people want to meet people like you. I know I do. I think you're fast. That's why you're on the show. You're fascinating. Uh, So, you know, I live in Georgia as well as I think, you know, but, and, and I don't get out too much in the wilderness, but I didn't realize that there are so many holes in the ground and so many caves in the state of Georgia. Where are you finding these things? They're way up northwest Georgia, so walking around like your typical woods in central Georgia and stuff, you're probably not going to have to worry too much about falling in a hole or anything, mm-hmm. but once you go up northwest, you got to watch out because really? there are literally cracks and caves everywhere. You could literally just fall in one of these. They're not marked. They're not gated off or anything. Wow. Um, and that's just caves. And there's also mine shafts and everything. We go into abandoned mines too. And there's like sinkholes and shafts and pits and stuff you got to watch out for. So it can get pretty sketchy just looking for these things. Yeah, you would think that with all these holes in the ground in northwest Georgia that this would be a bigger deal. Like people would be saying, yeah, there's people lost because they're in the woods or all these animals are dying or, 
you know, it could turn into a bigger issue. I've This is the first time I've ever heard of this. I thought you traveled around the world or the country at least. I didn't realize you were just doing this in one spot in the state of Georgia. There's a bunch of holes in the ground. There's hundreds and hundreds of these things. There's wow. almost all of our videos are from Georgia, yeah. So we're not going far for these things. Um, you know, Alabama's got a lot of them. Tennessee's got a lot of them. We haven't gone there yet. But, you know, you got to watch out in Georgia for sure. Are people falling into these holes? I've not, I've not seen one news story of kid falls in a hole in northwest Georgia. <laughs> um, no, I think for the most part, the caves, um, they're, they're a good hike up the mountain. So your average person's not going to be going up these mountains because they like to stay on trails and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but people do fall in the mine shafts all the time. Some people die, they get hurt. Yeah. So, um, the mine shafts, they'll, they'll be everywhere pretty much. So you guys just go out in the woods and, and scout and, you know, hope to find something. And then when you find it, you, you then do your thing, right? Nobody's giving you tips or you're not, you don't have it marked already or anything like that. It's actually a little of both. Um, we get a lot of, Hints and uh, shout-outs from friends who tell us where these things are and sometimes even, like, what the name of this thing is called. Um, but a lot of times we're on our way to a cave and we end up seeing another one. And we're like, oh, this isn't Mark. Nobody knows what this is or anything. And we just have to check it out, you know. Would you? I'm an idea guy. Would you like an idea, Eddie? Yeah. You got, a, you got a lot of people that love you guys. You got a lot of people that follow you on social media. If you're finding these caves and holes and mine shafts that have not been marked or named, you should take donations. And the biggest donation or the person that tips you off gets the name, gets the naming rights of that hole. And then on, you know, have a website and have all of, you know, your fans like to say, Bill, the driller, Bill, the driller found this mine shaft. Nobody found it. He claims it. He gave you guys $5,000, a donation because he loves what you do. And uh, he told you where it's at. Now it's Bill the Driller. <laughs> and you can, and you go back to it every now and again. Hey, let's go back to the Bill the Driller hole. See what I'm saying? It's a pretty good idea. It's a great idea. It's a good idea. It's a great. Also, the problem is, though, we haven't joined any caving organizations or anything. So half the time, these things, they could have been found before. There's no obvious trash inside them or like ropes that are strung up so we don't know if somebody's found it before but some of them could have been found um but cavers they like to hide their information and not share it so unless you're part of a grotto um part of the nss or something you're not going to really know any information about these things interesting so yeah so now you're in these caves you're in these holes you're in these mine shafts what are you finding? You finding any treasure or anything of, of historical value? We get the treasure one a lot. Haven't found any treasure yet, yeah. but we have gone into some caves where, you know, you'll see writing from um, soldiers from the civil war wow. and um, all sorts of like animal bones and alive animals. A lot of them um, we've seen everything from bobcats uh, bears, bats, rats, snakes. Um, but other than that, you just mostly see 
cool like waterfalls and formations, you know, lakes underground and stuff. That's so cool. You know, do do you explore to the end or do you just go as far as you want to go? Because I'm wondering, like, does it open up to the East Coast? Is it like a drug tunnel or does it go to a special, you know, like a national treasure? You know, the Book of Secrets, it goes to a, a, a hidden warehouse underground where it's got a bunch of gold. When do you stop? It depends on the case. Sometimes we push them to the end because they're just like pretty small crack in the ground relatively. But, man, a lot of these caves in Georgia, they're they're miles long and you get in these things like four or five hours deep and you get so tired. You got to call it because most of these things are one way in one way out. Mm. So if you're going in five hours, it's going to take you every bit of four hours to get back out. Turns into a nine hour trip. So you got to know when to call it just so you have the strength to climb back out. Do you mark the caves when you're in there where uh, where you went to? So if you come back, you know where where to start? Most of the time we just have a mental image of where we went. Um, But sometimes we'll leave like a little trail of reflectors in the cave. And that will help us get back out. But we pick up the reflectors on the way back out. Um, And then if we haven't visited the cave in like a year or so, from when we last did it, it can get kind of confusing on where we left off. I'm sure. But we just try our best. Who, who's crazier, you or your brother? <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> like, who's, who, who's the guy that when you guys jump into the hole and you're like, no, 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 we shouldn't go any farther. The guy's like, no, let's go. Which one of you is that? Probably me. Um, I tend to probably take a few more risks than him. You know, I've had some sketchy moments. Like what? That's what my next question was going to be. There have to has to have been have to have been moments where you guys, I mean, almost probably died or thought you were going to die. Yeah, we both had them. Um, I think my two biggest ones were I went alone into this cave that had a river coming out of it. The cave was only about two feet tall, the entire stretch, pretty much, and half of that was taken up by water. So there's about a foot of airspace. You're crawling through the stream, and it got even narrower from there to probably a foot and a half. And as I got to the back, I realized the water was moving a little faster and actually had risen about an inch or so. And that freaked me out so bad because I was alone in this cave. And I got out of there as quick as I could, but that really scared me. Um, the other time was very recently, actually, I still have marks on my arm from it and we were inside of an abandoned mine and I saw this pipe going up and it went up probably like 50 feet and it's an old pipe from probably 1920. I'm climbing up this metal pipe and I get all the way to the top of this room, which is gigantic, probably 60 feet tall, the ceiling on this thing. And I see like a hole going up into the ceiling it was a mine shaft, and I was like, let me go up in there. And I went up in there, and there's a bunch of, like, rotting wood and everything. And I start climbing an old ladder that's inside of it. And I hit a pipe, and it moved a big 200-pound timber and just came screaming down and, like, gouged my arm. 
And it was the closest call ever because if it had hit me in the head or anything, I would have been in serious trouble. Yeah, I could imagine. What 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 were they mining for? Do you know? Do you know what these mines were? Was, um, copper and pyrite. Really? And then, like, those were the small tunnels, like the shaft that I was climbing up into. And then the reason, like, it was such a big room where I was actually climbing the metal pipe to get to this tunnel is because they started taking stone from it. And once they start coring out, like, actual rock, these mines get big fast. Huh. What was it again? What were the, what were the stones? It was uh, copper and pyrite. Copper, pyrite. Okay. What, what's, what is that used for? Copper is used for, you know, pipes. Well, I know copper, yeah, but the, the other oh. one, yeah. Pyrite's usually used to make sulfuric acid for ammunition, like the war effort and everything. Wow. Okay. Is, does that stuff still exist in those, those mine shafts? Can you, can you mine for them? Oh, yeah. We found a lot of pyrite. Um, we found green rocks and everything, which had, like, copper leaching out of it. So you can find all the minerals still there. Wow. Jesus. You guys also, you know, think about wearing shirts of people that can spot, you know, pay you money to wear their shirts on your videos. There's a lot of opportunities with you. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> give me a call. So far, you know, we've been getting contacted by a lot of people and we have not really taken any of the offers yet. What are they, um, what are they offering you? Everything you could imagine from wanting us to test out their electric bike to flashlight sponsors and yeah. two-way radios and power banks and all that. Yeah. And, you know, we're just not at the moment trying to sell out, I guess, you know, we're trying to keep it clean. Let me, that, 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 hold on. The People have the wrong impression of what selling out is. Selling out for years, especially when it relates to music, the punk movement was the biggest, right? Is like you sold out because you're on the radio. So are you trying to tell me that band sold out because now they can actually make a living doing what they love by being played on the radio? If that's the definition of selling out, then sign me up because that's not selling out. You know, selling out, that's you're fine. If you can uh make a deal you because this is not going to last forever right we we have a very short shelf life uh, on this kind of stuff so take advantage of it make your money get it you know it's not selling out brother not selling out but we, we there's one other thing um we got that video that has 32 million views we have one that's got 15 million views we don't think that they would have that many views if there's like a sponsorship at the beginning if we're talking about some product doing some fancy intro or anything we feel like the reason it has that success is because it's a straight to the point video so What's we're it? trying to think about future viral videos okay so, gonna make it viral. so so i think you've got you've i i would not disagree with that but again if there's a like say a flashlight company once you to use their flashlights in your videos, uh, it's, it's brand advertising. It, you don't necessarily have to cut a commercial and say, Hey, it's Eddie from the, you know, action adventure twins. And I'm using Jimbo's flashlights. Watch today's video. It doesn't have to be like that. You're just using the video and they'll see on camera, the company that makes the videos. Eventually somebody's going to ask, uh, on your socials, 
Hey, wonder what kind of what kind of flashlights are they using? That's where they're going to get their money. So that's the one exception. Is about a month ago we had been using these night four lights for for forever, and we even contacted the company and said, "If you give us like free products and stuff, we'll we'll use your lights and everything. We're not going to talk about it or anything." And they didn't respond to us, but suddenly I guess they saw our videos <laughs> and they did respond to us about a month ago and said, Hey, we'll give you free flashlights. We just want them to appear in the video. And yeah, so now they're sending us about, I don't know, more than 10 flashlights and headlamps. Well, they're getting a great <laughs> deal because you should have charged them some money. You actually should have told them to go fuck themselves. They didn't get back. To, they didn't get back to you originally, but that's just how I am. But you should have said, "Yeah, sure, we'll do it." But the deal's different now. You didn't respond before. Uh, the, the 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 you giving us ten flashlights does not equate for the advertising that you're receiving. So cut us a check for fifty thousand dollars, and we'll also use your free flashlights in our videos. That's what you should have said to them. It's true, but uh, we're starting out small, you know. Um, You're not small, though, Eddie. I'm trying to tell you, know your value. You guys are awesome. You're here, and, and and there's other guys and, and groups and girls that that do the action stuff. But I and I didn't even know you guys were Georgia dudes. But I'm just drawn to you guys. Your your videos, you're right, are very raw. They're very real. Uh, it makes you your POV kind of makes you feel like you're there. But for the most part, I'm sitting there going, there's no way I'm doing this. But I can live vicariously through you because of the way that they're shot. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, that's the kind of uh, atmosphere we're trying to get from our videos. And people seem to enjoy it, you know, straight to the point. Mm-hmm. OBS. Yeah. Have you, have you come up to uh, a whole cave mine or an adventure, let's just say, that you guys just decided – you weren't even going to try to tackle because it was too scary. Yeah, there's been a bunch. Um, oh. You know, you'll go into like Ellison's Cave, which is the deepest cave in Georgia and the twelfth deepest in the United States, and it has the two deepest pits in America inside of it. Wow. So, first to get to those pits, you got to go down the warm-up pit, which is 125 feet. Well. We went in there about three times and stared down at that 125-foot pit, and we're like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Like, that's some serious stuff right there. And finally, about a month ago, we decided to drop the pit. We had gotten all the gear, learned all of our ropes and knots and stuff, and we dropped the warm-up pit and immediately came up on Fantastic Pit, which is a 585-foot pit. Wow. Straight down. And we were like, ain't no way. Like, we're not doing that. That's you, you don't have enough rope, do you? Oh, no. That's that's the other thing. You can tie them together, but then you have to cross knots, which gets kind of sketchy. So unless you have a 656-foot rope, <laughs> you need like an extra 100 feet to rig it, uh-huh. you're not going in there. And that rope costs like 700 bucks. Yeah, but you, I mean, to to be a hundred and did you say thirty feet was the first, the first down, yeah, yep, and then six hundred and fifty. So you're looking at seven hundred and eight eight hundred feet down in the earth, and if you were to get to the bottom of the second pit, who knows? There might be another one after that, right? 
There is. The cave is actually a thousand feet deep. So it keeps going down after that. And we just, we don't have the experience to do that. Some people work their whole lives to drop that pit because you got to think, you got to get back up this rope. Dropping down is the easy part. Getting back up the warm up pit, just 125 foot took us 30 minutes. So getting up 585 feet would take hours for us to get up. Is that a free climb? Like you just dangling with nothing to, to hold on to? Like uh, you can't put your foot into the side. You're just climbing up the, the, the gymnasium rope in middle school. Exactly. I mean, you have a harness and you have an ascender. You're passing this ascender up the rope, but there's nothing for you to connect with like the wall or anything. This is straight up. feel like you're a spider hanging on a little thread or something. Yeah. Straight down. Have you guys run into a situation where there was a screw up with the rope and felt like it was going to come loose from your, uh, from your gear? Yeah. So the first thing is you got to pad your rope because if you don't pad it and the rope slips and hits like a sharp rock or something, when you're weighted on it, it'll cut it just like a hot knife through butter. And one time our rope slipped off our pad and of course it felt sketchy as we were climbing up but once we got up there we realized it was resting right on a sharp rock Uh, and it could have been bad real fast and the next sketchiest thing probably even sketchier my brother was climbing up a 220 foot pit it was that hole in the ground and he got halfway up so about 110 feet up and he looked down and realized his harness had unscrewed Uh, and the harness is the only thing keeping you on that rope. And when his screw link unscrewed, he looked down, and if he hadn't caught it in that fraction of a second, he probably would have gone up again to keep moving, and his harness would have just unhooked, and he would have plumbed it. Does anybody have life insurance policies out on you guys? No, no, they don't. We don't even have health insurance right now. Well, I'm, yeah, well, I'm saying somebody should probably, I mean, I don't, I'm guessing neither of you are married, but, you know, it's like, all right, if you kids want to do this, you know, do it at your own risk. But if something happens, and I hope it doesn't, but if it does, just send me the check for $5 million and I'll, I'll make things a little bit better. I know it sounds so horrible, but it's just how people yeah, think it's sometimes. It's like guaranteed money for them, right? It's just guaranteed money for them. Has anybody reached, well, I'm sure people have reached out to you, but uh, other uh, you know, people that do this for a living or professionals and critiqued your work and said, hey, guys, love what you do, but my suggestion is you should probably try this instead? Yeah, we get that a lot. Um, People emailing us saying, you shouldn't do this, or you should come here and explore with us. And we're constantly meeting new friends and everything. They're mostly helpful. um, And even when they critique us, it's usually like, you know, constructive criticism. Right. So we haven't gotten too many people who are mad at us or anything. But, but but there are but there are people out there that that do give you a kickback for some reason, right? Yeah. What, what, um, what is the reason for that? Mostly in our comment section, actually. It's what's that? Mostly in our comment section on YouTube. Yeah. What what are they? What, what's the kickback? What don't they like that you do? So much stuff, you know. They're telling us we're 
damaging these caves, crawling through yeah. them. Um, just all sorts of stuff we're doing wrong with our ropes and um, you name it, man. <laughs> someone's got to say something. You know, they're the keyboard warriors. Yeah, they think they know everything. And have you ever wondered? They, have you ever wondered that the the people that are doing and saying these things to you guys, as you said, the keyboard warriors? Have you ever wondered if they ever get keyboard warriored? for something that they do. I've always wanted that because look, being in radio for as long as I've been in radio, you know, especially during the uprising of social media, you would see the, the people would say some of the most horrible thing you suck, or I can't believe you said this. I hope you die. You're a racist or a sexist, whatever the case may be. And I always wondered, I'm like, wonder if there's something that they post on their, their personal page that they get the same backlash and they, they just, you, you would think at some point in time, they'd realize how how much bullshit it is what they're doing. And it's such a waste of time for everybody, right? You know, I don't think any of them do because they don't ever get up off their couch and do anything. You know, <laughs> they're just, they got nothing to even post. What about the, uh, what about the girls? I'm sure you guys have some groupies, right? Uh, there's not as many girls going into these caves as you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the girls. I think I get my I tried to get my girlfriend to go in the caves and she, she's gone in a few. She even started a YouTube channel off of it, but she's had a bad experience in the cave and it kind of freaked her out. What happened? So she was in Petty John's cave, which is the second longest cave in Georgia. It's seven miles. And we were really far back at the waterfall. And to get back there, you got to go down some ropes and Going down the ropes, she made the 30-foot climb down pretty easily, and we're in the stream passage. Everything's going good. She started getting cold, and I think that's where things really started taking a turn for the worse. And as she's climbing back up, she didn't really have the strength anymore to get up the ropes. And I told her to grab my hand right when she was at the top of the rope, and instead of reaching out and grabbing my hand, she kind of lost all strength right then and there as she was grabbing the lip of this rock and she just kind of let go and almost fell back down probably a 10 foot drop straight to her back. And as she's falling at the last second, she grabbed the rope and managed to like hang on, but she had fallen like way down. And I was like, hang on. And I got down there and got underneath her and everything. But it freaked her out so bad because if she had fallen, she would have broken her back for sure. Yeah. I think that's when I call it quits and try to <laughs> try to try to trade out my, uh, my, my gear for that amplifier. Let's see if the guy wants it back. <laughs> Go reverse trade. Yeah. <laughs> reverse trade. So, so is there a goal list for, for you and your brother and your team? Uh, is, is the, like the, the next big thing to conquer for your uh, YouTube and uh, IG channels? Yeah, the next big thing, the biggest thing that we want to conquer is Incredible Pit. So Fantastic's on one side of Ellison's Cave mm -hmm. at 585 feet. Incredible Pit's on the opposite side of the cave, and it's only 430 feet tall. Only. <laughs> but uh, that's still super deep. Um, but that's our goal is to buy a long enough rope drop down incredible pit and see what's down there. Cause we're, we dropped a rock down it 
and it took like five seconds to hit the ground. And we were like, where does that go? You know, we just have to know. You have a pretty good gauge of, you know, the weight of whatever it is you're dropping and how long it takes to hit uh, to kind of get a, a gauge of how deep it is. Yeah. It's uh, my friend knows a little more. He was in there that day and he's got a whole thing that he does, you know, the first couple seconds, mm. you know, it'll take like two seconds to drop 300 feet and then it slows down from there or speeds up. I should say like, he knows exactly how long it was and he didn't know how deep this pit was like, like what the actual footage was that someone would say in like the books or whatever mm. and guessed it within 10 feet from his map. Wow. Once we found out how deep it was. That's pretty good. Is it abnormal for a state to have this many holes in the ground? Yeah, absolutely. Georgia, people come from all over the world to explore the tag region. And, you know, you're not going to find these caves up in Pennsylvania or New York or something. It just doesn't exist, especially not these long, big ones like we got. Why is that? What was that? Why is that? Uh, It's the geology around here. There's a lot of limestone. You have to have limestone for caves. And um, something about this region is just known for their deep pits. And not a lot of places have it. How how many are man-made? I mean, I I know the mines would all be man-made, but have you run across a cave... Uh, or or a cutout that was man-made, maybe maybe back to the Civil War days. Um, there's there's been a couple, yeah. Um, they call them caves. There's like the saltpeter caves where they would mine saltpeter out, but that's still technically a mine. Um, there's a lot of entrances that get dug out or blasted out. They're natural caves, but like the entrance of a cave is always the most unstable part, usually. So it usually collapsed down into like a little pile of boulders and you got to dig it out. So there's been a lot where people have blasted them open and gotten in. Mm-hmm. You guys carry dynamite with you? Blast some stuff up? <laughs> we thought about it. <laughs> we don't know the repercussions of that though. So <laughs> yeah, all these other holes start opening. Up. I, I just can only imagine, you know, the, the feeling first you got to have the balls to do this, which I do not. So you're dropping down, let's say, 130 feet uh, or 400 feet, whatever. It doesn't matter. And you drop down on earth that very few people have walked on. I mean, I don't know if you look at it like that, but that's how one of the ways I'd look at it. And now you're walking around pretty much an area inhabited, uh, of, of course, but nobody walks around this. I mean, it's just you. And it's so fresh, so clean, and you're looking around, and you're like, what's in here that that somebody maybe possibly left behind? Like, you and five other people have been there. That's so cool. That's the draw of it. Like, you're just somewhere where the average person's never going to see it. And every single cave in mine is different, so you don't know what to expect. you got to go down in it and explore it for yourself. And... Every turn in the cave, there's just something different around it. So it draws you deeper and deeper into it. Yeah. And most of the time, if, if we don't run out of strength or it's not above our skill set, we're just going to keep going deeper into it. Yeah. Find out. I, I've got a feeling that 
sooner than later, you're going to stumble upon some some treasure, you know, <laughs> some, something. Now, now here's the question. You, you Let's say you stumble upon some Civil War gold, right? We, we see the stories on History Channel and Oak Island and all that stuff. You, you stumble across. Do you report it or do you just take it back to your house and figure a way to sell it? <laughs> so that's a question we might have to ask ourselves soon because there's actually a cave and someone told us that there is treasure from the Civil War era in it. Really? Gold bars. Really? And I can't give any details on this much, but let's just say um, may just end up, you know, on our shelf or something. <laughs> yeah, on the shelf. So is this cave, is this something that it's, it's known that it might have Civil War treasure in it? Other people have searched for it before? I don't think so. This is a very obscure thing. First of all, it's an obscure cave that nobody knows about. And second, the people who have gone into it, I've asked them about it. Nobody knows about it. They don't know where it's at or anything, but someone says he's got a map to where it's at inside of it. And we need to meet up with this guy, but he lives in a different state. And it hasn't happened yet, but... So how does he know? He's got a map to it. He's like the only one with this map. Really? So he, he's yeah. got, but, but is this map been passed down from his father or his grandfather, great grandfather, or did he make the map himself? Don't know the details on it. I don't know much of any of the details, but he says he's got a map and shows exactly where it's at in that cave. But he doesn't know the cave. We know it like the back of our hand. So but it's behind like a false wall or something. What? Oh, okay. So you've been in the cave before people have been in the cave, but they're not familiar with this section of the cave, but he knows of it. Exactly. Wow. Okay. And why does, why does he, can he go find it himself? Why, Why is he telling you guys this? Well, it's, it's a really big cave and, um, he also doesn't even know where the entrance to this cave is at. It's a very, hidden thing nobody thinks it's open but it is okay i'm confused so there this cave that exists he there's a name for the cave right yep there is nobody knows about it or a few people know about it you one of them he doesn't know where the cave's at he just knows that this treasure is buried in the cave with that name exactly like everybody it's known that this cave is closed but it's actually not. Because there's another way to get in. There is, yeah. Gotcha. Why, why, why do people think it's closed? Because the authorities have said it's closed, and it's, it's supposed to be sealed up, but it's just not. <laughs> I think there's a lot more to this story. <laughs> Where you're coming on after you go to this cave because there's so much more to this story you're not telling me, and I don't want to know because I don't I don't want to ruin anything for you guys. Uh, so yeah, this gotta hide the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. This this year you're gonna you're gonna go look for this stuff. I think so. Yeah, he's he's been wanting to come up. Yeah. So All right. believe. And he just reached out to you on social media and says, "Dude, I got a treasure map. We got to go." Exactly. Yeah. And you were like, okay, cool. I trust you. Don't know you, but let's do it. 
<laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it's gonna go. Hopefully, it's not the old double cross deep in the cave. You know, whipped out a pistol and was like, "Well, now that we found the treasure, it's all mine." He's he's gonna sell. He's like, "Let's celebrate! I brought some some champagne with me, and you and your brother drink it, and you start to get foggy eyed." <laughs> okay yeah we gotta serve our own drinks in there when we're celebrating yeah let's hope that that does not happen you're gonna sign some paperwork before you go into this cave i hope right with this guy that'd be smart we should probably uh (laughs) write a contract or something you you guys you guys need somebody around you to bounce some stuff off of because you guys are gonna you guys are gonna be billionaires and not even know it and other people are gonna take your fucking money (laughs) (laughs) i don't want that to happen uh, all right, this is way cool. So, like, can I reach back? I got all your information now. Can I keep in contact with you and get you on almost on a regular basis uh, just to talk about some of the shit you guys are doing? You guys are great. I mean, like, I am absolutely fascinated with what you guys are doing. And you're right up the street, kind of, sort of. So that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Um, we'll definitely keep in touch. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we, we're going to have a lot more stories to tell. Yeah. Yeah, and if you guys are up in, like, the Blue Ridge area, I've got a cabin up there. If you need a place to stay and I don't have guests at the time, you guys are more than welcome to stay there. Oh, heck yeah. We go up there all the time. There's some abandoned mines up there. and Really? Some of the bigger ones, too, so. Really? Yeah, yeah these things, uh, there's some marble mines. They're not quite in Blue Ridge, but up in Jasper. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah, we giant giant underground chambers with lakes inside of them, football fields across. Wow, we take kayaks inside of it and just kayak across this lake. We and we we've got four and a half acres of land on our on the mountain where our cabin's at, and I've always wanted. I've I've never explored it. You know, I've always wanted to. I mean, like. We'll have some family come up with their kids and we'll take out kind of cheap metal detectors and stuff like that. I know there's something on that mountain. I know there's something on the damn mountain. I know there is. Dude, you could have a literal gold mine on that property. I know. That's what I'm screaming right now. I'm like, dude, there could be some. I've actually thought about this. It's funny. Like, what if there's an underground cave and it goes to a treasure and that's where. Because, you know, there's treasure in the state of Georgia from the Civil War. It's facts. It's, it's, I mean, it's, there's been documentation of lost gold from the civil war. That's still in the state of Georgia, where it's at, who the fuck knows, but it's here somewhere. Where are they going to hide it in a cave or something like an old mine? Or under my cabin. Really gonna hide it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, follow these guys on YouTube, Action Adventure Twins. Follow them on Instagram, Action Adventure uh, Adventure Twins. Uh, just search for them and then you know subscribe to their their YouTube channel and then follow them on on IG. Uh, Eddie, one of the brothers that does all this crazy shit. Thanks, brother, for coming on. Be safe. Please be safe and be smart. And uh, we'll keep in touch. All right. Cool. Thanks, man. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, my wife sells houses for a living, and she always tells her clients that are selling their house, if you want to upgrade your property value, you got to do something with the kitchen 
and or the bath. And you don't have to be selling your house to upgrade the kitchen and bath. It's just something nice to do. And it upgrades the property value tremendously. That's why I'm telling you about UCI Kitchen and Bath, which has been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator, plus installer for the past 20 years, servicing all of Georgia, parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. It is a one-stop shop for you. You can pop into their showroom in Norcross, Georgia, and you can see their design team, meet their design team, and watch how they'll transform your kitchen and bathroom into this beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality, right? Uh, Plus all the latest trends. They've got displays there. So it might give you some good ideas. It's a one-stop shop. As I said, UCI Kitchen and Bath also provides installation, whatever you buy. Let's save you some cash. Mention the BS, you get 10% off regular-priced countertops. So save some money. Mention the Bailey Show podcast, 10% off regular price countertops UCI granite.com David Hawks of Rockland contracting's phone has been ringing off the hook from you two percenters that want a new deck design and build well that's a good thing and David Hawks welcomes all those phone calls he's tied up really he's slammed but he's going to get you in some point or another you just got to give David Hawks a call at Rockland Contracting and see when he can get you in. You know, things change. Schedules change. 678-879-3867. He is also hiring. He's paying pretty good if you've got experience with deck design and or build. Also remember, specializes in basement remodel, new HVAC installation, uh, interior and exterior painting. So he's bringing your vision to life to stay within your budget. He's got this amazing software where you'll see your brand new deck before it's even built. RocklandContractingLLC.com. That's RocklandContractingLLC.com. Or call 678-879-3867. Look, I know what it's like to start up a small business and run a small business. That's what this is. What can you do to take the next step? Create Graphics can help you out with that. They're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, and they've got some really good ones in-house. Wide format printing and graphic installation. Specializing, again, in vehicle wraps, corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and apparel. A lot of the stuff of the BS Podcast, if not all the stuff, comes from Create Graphics. CreateGraphics.net. That's C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or 770-369-9962. That's 770-369-9962. Serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. Create Graphics. They definitely know what they're doing. Excellent customer service and communication in every project will get a one-on-one experience from start to finish. Again, create graphics with an X.net. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. Here's a genre of music you might not be familiar with. Sad girl music. Nate, have you ever heard of the genre of sad girl music? Isn't that all girl music? No. They like, they like to be sad. They like to cry and listen to listen to their feelings. I, I agree. That's kind of the shtick if you're a female artist, right? I mean, it's... I don't want to say it's not fair, but it's kind of not fair because that's what you're singing about usually is... 
breakups. And when a guy sings about a breakup, it comes across differently than as a female sings about it. So you're kind of screwed and it turns into sad girl music. Yes, you're right. It's not fair, but it's true. You know, a lot of, you know, my boyfriend's so mean, he just wouldn't take me to the candy shop. And, you know, that kind of stuff. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, it's new. It's by Miley Taylor. <laughs> so, so there was an article that was written, I guess, recently crediting Billie Eilish uh, with "sad girl pop" is the genre that they called it. Um, sad girl pop, and then the internet went a little nutsy on it because they're like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" Crediting new artists with a genre that's been around for a very long time. Billie Eilish is credited with Sad Girl Pop. Olivia Rodrigo's credited with Sad Girl Pop. Tate McRae's uh, credited with Sad Girl Pop. You know, all those girls that are pissed off that they just got their driver's license and their boyfriend's not home. You know, so that, that's... <laughs> Nailed it. That's Sad Girl Pop, right? Well, who do you think got upset that they were giving credit to Billie Eilish and all these other chicks? What Swifties. What fans? What? Swifties. Uh, they were one of them, but not the, they, they credited Taylor Swift with being a part of the genre at times, but not saying that she was the princess of sad girl pop. Avril Lavigne? No, she was a part of the conversation as well. She was, she was the secondary of like saying Taylor Swift, Avril Lavigne, they've all been doing this for years, but that's not the the fan base that went after uh, this article. Ooh, what about Jewel? No, um, was Jewel not really a... Yeah, I guess she was kind of sad girl. But yeah. she, she wasn't talking about relationships, though. She was talking about weird shit, right? What about Alanis Morissette? She, okay, so she was... Refer- She's like more empowering, though, I think. Uh, yeah, she was referenced, but well, I mean, you ought to know, you know, like, I mean, the songs about David Coulier and, you know, all these different things of, she was, you know, when she go down on you in the theater, that's, that's me. That's piss girl pop. Yeah. Now still, still missing the artist. What, uh, like, what, like, like decade are we? missing is it like older or more 2000s no it'd be older not 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 like joni like Mitch, 90s not like joni mitchell yeah like 90s nate just based off of the name would hate this artist and her boyfriend possibly could be named mac, mac. oh return of the mac give us no. one more clue uh, if you listen to one of her songs a day, it might keep the doctor away. Oh, Fiona Apple. Yeah, Fiona Apple. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so the Fiona <laughs> Apple fans went nuts, and they're they're like, you know, what the fuck are you talking about? My all Fiona, three of them. <laughs> my Fiona Fiona, Fiona <laughs> Apple is a bigger deal than what people realize. Like she has done so much music over like just because criminal was really her big hit. I think she had a couple hits, right? A couple radio hits, but criminal was the big hit. And then she puts out the weird album where the title took up the entire jewel case. Right. Because it's got, just got a little bit weird, but she does a lot of uh, music for, for that you hear in movies that you don't even realize it's her. 
Like if you watch uh, This Is Forty, the movie's just filled with Fiona Apple music. Yeah, nothing against. I mean, I love Fiona Apple, but I just don't know a lot of people that would straight up tell you I'm a Fiona Apple fan or <laughs> or be like a big enough fan to get upset about somebody crediting somebody else in music. Oh, bite your tongue. You're not an Apple core. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of them are pointing out that musicians like Fiona and Alanis Morissette are the actual trailblazers that the Recording Academy thinks that Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodriguez and the youngins are, they say. Um, and the Fiona Apple fans are coming out in force, diving in <laughs> on this Twitter argument. And the Recording Academy is the one that put out this article, and they put it out on their Twitter. You know, it's the Grammys. So they're, they're like, while sad girl pop isn't exactly new, most music trends are cyclical, of course, the way that people are clinging to it. And they talk about Billie Eilish, and they have her face there. So she's definitely sad girl pop, but I don't think she's the trailblazer for sad girl pop no no i don't think so but i think they're they to me they're more saying that she is like the poster the poster child or the the new face of it because fiona apple did probably didn't have the the fan base that that billy eilish has uh yeah no billy eilish has got a big fan base she's a good artist don't get me wrong she's she's a very talented artist Uh, i wish she would i wish she would put some guitar some electric guitar in her music like i'd like to see her sing like a a more rock stuff i think she'd do really really well um because the the, that monotone and you can barely understand what the fuck she's saying you know at least put some guitar behind it you know give me a little bit of a of a of a kick um, what other chicks that were artists that you'd say were sad girl music? Women. Adele. I'm sorry. Adele? Sad, sad girl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. All of her songs are about breakups. Every single album. Really? Oh, yeah. They're so good. Rolling in the deep. Anything that you listen to and you just cry your eyes out, that's sad girl music. She's not the same Adele that she's skinny, huh? No. I think she's better. Go mm. off, queen. No, I, 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 need a, I need me a big Adele. Yeah, she's like Fat Amy now. She's not the same to me. Yeah. Fat Amy is not funny anymore. Fat Amy yeah. lost her weight. That's what happens when comedic people get skinny. They are not funny anymore. I don't know. I, I, th- I think it's us, not them. I think they're still yeah. funny, but for some reason, we get programmed that that person is the one that's funny, not this new person. Yeah, well, and that's it's kind of like a, a, like a human thing when you're growing up. The, the chubby kid was always the funny one because he was trying to compensate for maybe not being like the, the star athlete or something. So he always had a great personality. So I think we always connect like a, a chubbier person with somebody that's inherently funny. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. It was always the fat guy that was funny. And it, and it, and it goes to, to grade school because if you're the fat kid, um, you had to find something else to be good at because you weren't athletic, you weren't good looking, you probably weren't the most popular. And unless you're like tough guy fat, then you, then you're Fox. You got to find. So usually the fat kid became funny. And if mm-hmm. definitely, if he became self-deprecating um, and just catered to everybody else's, you know, sick, twisted sense of humor, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the fat kid in here. You know, like Chris Farley was great at that. And, and he did yeah. that because he was picked on as a kid. He was always the fat kid, but he was self-deprecating, you know, to a point where it was like almost too much 
where it's like, God, aren't you hurting your own feelings? You know, that kind of thing. So it's funny that this this Billie Eilish thing and it blows up on on Twitter. And I was reading through the Twitter the the trends and stuff. Like these these things, if there weren't social media outlets, they they wouldn't have been that big of a deal, right? I mean, if if they would have put something like this in maybe Rolling Stone magazine, would not have been a big deal. But you put it on Twitter and it's a big deal. I was reading these different pop culture events from the early two thousands that would have broke Twitter if Twitter were around. Think about this. Um, some of these different, uh, well, actually, if you guys, can you remember back to 2000 in the 2000s, some events? Again, pre-social media or pre-Twitter at least, pre-Facebook. So all you have is MySpace in the 2000s, early 2000s. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the election, like the... The 2000 election, I don't, I mean. Oh, with Bush and Gore? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a big thing. I don't think it was giant on the internet because nobody, I mean, what was it? Like MySpace at the time, basically. I don't know if people were like arguing on MySpace. Yeah, that's not on here, but that's a good one. I would agree with you. Yeah. So Twitter's been around since 2006. Ooh. So you would say between 2000 and 2006. When was the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake scandal? That was 2004. Oh, dang. And that's on. No, that's on here. Oh, really? Yeah, the wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, okay. That would have broke Twitter. Definitely broke Twitter. Without a doubt. Absolutely. I mean, it broke radio. It changed radio. People were fired, lost jobs, lost their career. Uh, that, you know, then losing probably their family and all these other things because Janet Jackson showed a nipple on fucking television. And it was the nipples covered. But yet all radio had to change. Right. You had these extreme conservative uh right wingers that got into uh the you know the FCC and they're like, "Oh, we need to clean up the airwaves. They clean it up. We can't." Like, what the fuck does that have to do with us? You need to fire Howard Stern and fire Bubba the Love Sponge because they're just just destroying our country. Don't listen to them. You know, uh, the, the wardrobe malfunction, I don't know, deal with that. Don't deal with uh, it. turned into like a, a, a witch hunt against radio. Yeah, uh, we didn't hear the nipple. Yeah, we didn't hear the nipple. I mean, that's the nipple heard round the world. It was, cra- was, was the craziest thing in the world. And none of them, neither one of them got got in trouble for it. Like Justin Timberlake or Norjan, they didn't get fined or anything like that. But yet radio people right after that, if they were to, I think like, I remember a guy that was recording a, traffic segment said damn damn and they fired damn. him they, they fired him damn. and you can say damn on the radio but he said damn maybe uh-huh. it was said goddamn i don't know but it was on a mixy type of station they fired him immediately and there were Jeez. there are situations where radio people had you know they would say something not knowing that it went out over the air because of their incompetent board op that was there pushing the buttons the board op didn't get fired. The talent got fired. Crazy how that happens. You know? Where do you throw a damn in when you're doing the weather? I'm tired of this goddamn rain. It's be raining all day, but it's 75 here in Atlanta. Or maybe he said, the dam broke on the river. Watch out. There's a flood happening. No, I, th- I think what happened in that story in particular was that he messed up and he said, oh, pick, like, you know, pick, pick up one, two, three. You know, he's, he's just recording and somebody else was doing the editing. Uh, right. Or he okay. forgot to edit it out. One of the two things, which is very, very easy to do. Anyway, so that's one of them. Ashley Simpson caught lip syncing on Saturday Night Live in 2004. 
That would have probably broken Twitter. Mm-hmm. Keep, yep. keep guessing. Guys got anything else? 911. 911. Um not yeah, it's not on here. Um you would have think yes that that's an easy would have broke Twitter absolutely you know nine eleven the the only political there's only well there's a couple political ones on here well the the one that's not dealing with any celebrity or pop culture figure is when France would have supported the U.S. and Iraq or wouldn't support the U.S. and Iraq in two thousand three and then we tried to rename French fries Freedom Fries. That was a big deal. <laughs> you guys remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking French, man. Damn pussy's not going to go in there and beat the hell out of said Saddam Hussein. Yeah, yeah we're going to not eat freedom French fries. fries. We're eating freedom fries now. Oh, what about uh, Rodney King? Mm, no, that, was, uh, that wasn't in the early 2000s. That was in the 90s. What about... Um... Right? That was 90... 90- yeah, but it was still before social media or you know, around the same time. Yeah. What about Kanye and Taylor? Uh, oh, that's a good one. Let me see. Uh, that might have been after 2006. Oh, yeah. No, that was... Yeah, like... it was uh, 2009. Yeah. Damn. Madonna's Kiss with Britney and Christina at the 2003 MTV Video Music Awards. That was huge. Remember yep. that like it was yesterday. I bet you do. That was... Well, I mean, it, not that I thought <laughs> it was hot or anything. I just thought that was such a great way to pass the torch. You know, the like... To, to have a lesbian kiss, the shock value of that, oh, yeah. I thought was was just brilliant. And the torch is herpes. <laughs> uh, two thousand two, Michael Jackson dangled his son out of a hotel window in Germany. I remember that. Remember that? Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't remember, you don't remember that? Brandon's Brandon's heard like, about all these things like for the first me. time because <laughs> he was like five. Brandon was in kindergarten. It was we Brandon on the moon. <laughs> yeah, did you know any of these, Brandon? No, uh. <laughs> oh. you know who Martha Stewart is. Yep, she got in trouble and went to jail. There you go. Two thousand. His like, best friend's yeah. a Snoop Dogg. Uh, that was four. Yeah, two thousand four. Yeah. Oh really? Damn, I thought that happened like a few years ago. Now, two thousand four insider uh, stock trading is what she got popped for. She went to jail, and that would have broken Twitter. It's on this list. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> do you know about the wardrobe malfunction with Jan Jackson and Justin Timberlake? I think I do remember it, but I think I just remember someone bringing it back up a few years later. Like, it's like a talk around. Was it at the Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah, I think people, you know, bring it up every year mm-hmm. around the Super Bowl. Yes, it's it's probably the most talked about Super Bowl moment of all time. Yeah. yeah. Easily. Yeah. There's, there's, ne- there's never been, and that's what created some of the shitty halftime shows following because they were terrified that they didn't want an artist to come out there and do something crazy, wacky, or zany. You know, um, Super Bowl halftime shows used to be a lot of fun. And then they just turned into, like, one artist, and it was blah. You know, the last one I thought was good. Really good. Better than... No, I th- that was my favorite. I, I think that the Super Bowl shows are almost the same. It's just that we do have social media now, because now everybody has a voice to bitch about it. Because... It, nobody's ever happy with it. I think it was used to be like that, but just nobody could see everybody else arguing about it. Well, la- last year was probably the first time that I saw, at least my eyes, saw the majority of people really happy with the Super Bowl halftime show. Even the you know the rock fans that you know we want Metallica every year. It's just it's almost like a joke now. Um, 
I pitched to my former employee, uh, the company, I said, what you should do is you should do a Metallica concert and stream it during the halftime show, like in the same city, like find another venue, smaller venue and do a radio contest with all of your radio stations and give away, do flyaways and stuff like that and say, we're going to have Metallica play the halftime show and have our own halftime show and just kind of jab to, you know, but they didn't want to do yeah. it. Animal Planet should have got the, them to play the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> yes, Metallica did the <laughs> halftime. Do they have a halftime show for the Puppy Bowl? You know, I don't know. They need one. Maybe they just, yeah, they just have the they have the Baja Man every year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Three Dog Night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. When <laughs> Elmo testified on Capitol Hill in 2002 to support funding for music education, that would have broken Twitter. Eh, I don't know about that one. I don't know if anybody was against that, were they? Well, it's not so much they're, they're against any of these. It's just what would be talked about. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking controversy. He does all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, there's no kind con- like, what, fuck you, Elmo, wanting to get yeah. music <laughs> into schools, you dick. <laughs> yeah, fuck you and your red fur, weirdo. Elmo was talking about he got a vasectomy. Hashtag Elmo's not real. Fuck you, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> is it, did they have that on the show? It was like an advertisement or something. Yeah, he talked about he got a vasectomy and that he would be able to get it reversed one day. Okay. I'll find you all a link. Yeah. On Sesame Street? And I don't think it was on Sesame Street, but they'll have oh, to okay. do like little... It was on a back alley of Sesame like Street. Yeah. <laughs> Sesame Avenue. <laughs> oh, abortion Avenue is now doing vasectomies. Yeah. <laughs> Cul-de-sac. It's right there. Uh Halle Berry becoming the first black woman to win an Oscar for Best Actress in a Leading Role in 2002. What did she win an Oscar for? Was that... Uh, Monster's Ball. Monster's Ball? I, I think so. Because of that amazing sex scene? Yeah. Was that with Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. it was... Uh, Monster's Ball came out in 2001, so that's probably it. Yeah, that sex scene was... It was like disturbing because you felt so bad for her. She just lost her husband, who was played by Diddy. And she just lost her fat son, who was hit by a car. Sorry, spoiler alert. Then this really weird and creepy white man who just witnessed his son commit suicide picks her up on the side of the road while it's raining. And he takes her home. They split a mini bottle of Jack Daniels. And she just gets all over him and just wants to bang. I mean, like the, like, 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 why are you poor? You should be in porn. You know, (laughs) this is ridiculous. They have to have porn in this town somewhere. A couple more here, 2003, when Arnold Schwarzenegger became the governor of California. I don't know if that would have blown up Twitter. Yeah. 2005, when Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston called it quits, that probably would have. Yeah. I was going to say them. And then also Angelina Jolie and, um, Billy Bob Thornton. Like, you remember when they had, like, the blood vials and stuff? Just them being weird in general. Yeah, they had the, the blood vials. I remember um, talking, who was it? There's a couple of rock stars that did that, too. Brian from Alter Bridge, he did it with his wife. And I want to say Josie Scott with Saliva did it, too. Because they would come to the studio, and they'd have these little vials. I'm like, oh, is that the Billy Bob Thornton? Like, yeah, that's where we got the idea. I was like, oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So anyway, those are different. Oh, there's there's more. 
Well, I didn't print out the rest of them. There's more. There's 19 of them. I didn't print them all out. All right, you guys uh, ready for everything's better with fuck? Uh, this uh, week's edition, you're gonna you're gonna really like. Whatever we do, it's better with fuck. What? Everything's better with the fuck. Billy Madison. Billy Madison, everything's better with fuck Billy Madison. By the way, are you ready to give a fuck about your health? Then check out Chef Erica, ericanicoldate.com. Experienced culinary medicine consultant and private chef with medical and high-end restaurant background. Available for consulting on meal planning for weight loss, helping with medical conditions, strict macros, or bodybuilding, fitness training, so on and so forth. She's a fantastic person, and she does a great job. So if you do want to give a fuck about your health, get a hold of Chef Erica uh, Chef Erica Nicole Day, or it's Erica Nicole Day.com, Erica Nicole Day.com, but it's Chef Erica, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, all right, uh, Billy Madison. All right, this is how it's going to work, guys. By the way, we've been pitched an idea before I start. Brandon, you know what it is, right? Yes, I know what it is. And you don't like it because it means you have to do work, right? <laughs> yeah, more work, yeah. Yeah, well, or work. Uh, so the idea is the listeners want us maybe occasionally doesn't have to be every week to occasionally come up with their own. Everything's better with fuck. And then they'll judge who had the better one. So I would come up with one. Nate would come up with one. Brandon would come up with one. Jill, you can come up with one. And then the listeners would, would do it. So we'd only have one a piece. Oh, just be one a piece. Just one a piece. Yeah. Just one. A piece. Oh, okay. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Just one a piece. That'll take long. No. Well, if you're going to, I mean, really, if you, the way that I've lo- learned how to do this, it's, whether it's one or whether it's five, it doesn't matter. It's, it takes about the same <laughs> amount of time. Uh, so what do you guys think about that? How would yeah, I don't do hate it? that. What's that? Yeah, the only thing, what if we um, What if we happen to pick the same clip? But other than that, I mean, I think it sounds fun. Mm, yeah, I mean. I do like a category like comedy or music or sports or. We could do. I mean, there's, there's no rules. I mean, this is just an idea that's been pitched to us from the audience. I like the idea. Just once a month, I'll do the rest of them because I enjoy doing them. But once a month, I think it would be fun. Um, you asked, yeah, how would you fun. do this? Yeah, like would we have to pull the clip ourselves? Fuck or? yeah, you would. Do some fucking work. Yeah, pull the clip. Put the <laughs> beats in there. Put that. the fucks in there. You don't know how to pull clips? I thought you worked in radio. I did, but I didn't pull clips. That's why that station went under, under because nobody knows how to fucking work over there. That's. Uh, they, they don't know how you. Problem. They, you don't know how to pull clips like for. You don't know how to download videos and uh, edit. edit I mean, I just haven't done it in a long time. That's an excuse. I'll for talk you. to Brandon. <laughs> yeah, what the yeah fuck? Brandon. Brandon will teach you. Oh yeah, Brandon's a pro <laughs> at it. Let me tell you. All right, uh, everything's better with fuck Billy Madison. Of course, a Adam Sandler classic. Here is the first one. You guys judge one to ten. Ten being the best. Don't you say that. Don't you ever say that. Stay here. Stay as long as you can. For the love of God. Fuck! Jennifer, why don't you try reading out loud for a minute, okay? God, it's fuck. You do. <laughs> Just gotta fuck it. That's all you gotta do is fuck it. <laughs> Nate, one out of ten. Uh, I love that scene. That's the one where the the chubby kid and he's shaking his face and his like chin is shaking so much that it's like <laughs> flapping and making that noise. Um, yeah, I like that one. I'm gonna start off with a seven. That was a good fuck. Seven. All right, Brandon. 
Yeah, I like them one. I think they're all going to be pretty good. I love this movie. Uh, I'm going to start off with an eight. Eight. All right, Jill. I think you can do a little better. I'm going to give it a six. That's, wow. Okay. Wow, that's rough. All right, next one. Here we go. Hmm. Who is better? I go on first and clean the hair. Conditioner is better. I leave the hair silky and smooth. Oh, really, fool? Really? <laughs> Stop fucking at me, Swan. Stop fucking at me, Swan. <laughs> Nate? Uh, I like the last one a little bit better. I don't know if this fucking at me doesn't make sense to me, really. So I'm going to go six. Six. All right, Brandon. Yeah, not a, not my favorite so far. I'm going to go with a seven. Okay, and Jill? I liked it a little better than the first. I'll give it a seven. Seven, okay, the opposite. All right, here's the last one. Only three clips this week. Bet that snack pack's pretty good. Want to trade me the rest of it for this banana? You know how badly I can fuck you, right? <laughs> say that to a kid that's horrible <laughs> nate uh i like that one um i'm gonna go eight uh i like the uh you know how bad i can fuck you and he's talking about a banana so i'm assuming he's gonna fuck him with a banana um so that's hilarious uh, eight. <laughs> that's hilarious brandon <laughs> yeah, for some reason when it comes to fucking kids if one always wins i'm gonna give it a nine <laughs> chill i'll give that one a nine too i love that okay scene. that's <laughs> That's the winner. Here it is again. That that snack pack's pretty good. <laughs> Want to trade me the rest of it for this banana? You know how badly I can fuck you, right? <laughs> you know how many great lines from Adam Sandler movies there are? Probably more quotable lines from Adam Sandler movies than any other uh, actor in the history of movies. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because they're all that kind of like slapstick comedy humor where he just has funny one line. And he always does a goofy voice, so it makes it even funnier. Yeah, I I mean, you could go down with Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, uh, the Grown Ups movies, which I love the Grown Ups movies. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah, that's another great one. Little Nicky. Okay, I could go on for a little. Yeah, Yeah. there's so many quotable lines. There's not another actor that has got movies with that many quotable lines. Even the best actors ever. You know, the Clooney's and the Pitts and the Nicholson and, the, and all those guys, they don't have as many quotable lines. Yeah. Well, it also helps that he has a ton of movies, um, <laughs> and they're all comedies, or typically. And so, yeah, he just has hilarious lines in all of them. Yeah, but even like Samuel L. Jackson has got probably more movies than Adam Sandler, or definitely has more movies than Adam Sandler. Samuel L. Jackson's in a billion movies. And he's got some fairly quotable lines, especially from Pulp Fiction. But outside of motherfucking snakes on a motherfucking plane. I was just thinking that. You know, and the Royale with cheese, there's, you know, I don't know. I can't think of too many more. Uh, again, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler does not get the credit for, for, for his work. He's got a great body of work. And that new movie that he did on Netflix, Hustle, is phenomenal. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, it's good. It's really good. It's Adam Sandler. Is like, it comedy or serious no, or serious? It's drama. It's 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 a it, it's a side of Adam Sandler that you're like, holy shit, he's really good at being dramatic. You know, is his, it as depressing as Click? 
<laughs> no, but that's another movie I love. Or Jack I, and Jill. I love. Um, <laughs> Uh, I love Click. I, I cry at the end of that at, at every time. Click's a good one. It's a, it's a sad, sad. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Did y'all watch uh, Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler movie? I did not see all of it. I started watching it, and then I forgot to go back to it. That shit was intense. I heard that was really, really good. It was good. really good. You know Jonah Hill plays his older fat son in Click, right, uh, Nate? No, I don't. I didn't remember that. Yeah, he's is one of he? one of his first acting roles. Yeah, he was. You know, because the kids, I didn't know that. yeah, he was at some point. Jonah Hill was on the couch when he was the teenager. Fuck you, oh, no way. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Uh, Podcastthebs.com. That is our website. Please, off the website, go to all of our social media. More likes, more shares, more follows, the better. Especially on the YouTube, on the TikToks, and all that stuff. All right. Sign up for the newsletter. It's a fantastic newsletter. Spend a lot of time on the newsletter. Uh, I get sad when I see people that unsubscribe from my newsletter because I can see those emails and I can see who opens them and I'm sitting there and I'm addicted to it. I just look and I go, and then I try to figure out your email address and who you are and what you do. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it just sucks me in. Have you ever been you on? start calling him out. Uh, well, who, like we're talking to you, Jared Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could, you know, it's just the ones that have unsubscribed and the ones that have, you know, like there was one guy that opened up the newsletter three times, and then he unsubscribed to it. I was like, what the fuck, man? You know, oh, you can't read. I was like, that's Sad. that's, that's <laughs> kind of bullshit, you know. <laughs> and then I guess after I sent it out the first time, uh, within twenty four hours, I'll get a, an email from the company that that I go through, and it says you so many people did not open it, so you can resend it to those people. So I hit resend. That was the first time I did that. It's like, congratulations, you've got a click rate of blah, blah, blah. And we've had like a good number of people, like it shows you what websites they click on from the newsletter. So I put I put a section on this past newsletter about our YouTube page. And there was a heavy click rate on the YouTube page because I put that section on there. It was pretty neat, right? Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I, I read the last one. It looks really good. It looks like you put a ton of work into it. It's pretty long. Uh, not long, but you know, like, you know, email wise, there's the, the winners of the beer and you, you did a happy birthday shout out to me. Thank you. And I saw you did the YouTube section. So it, you put a lot of work into it. So please read it. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'd like to get a little credit for that. Brandon doesn't know how to read. So he gets a break. He's yeah. the guy that opened it three times and unsubscribed. No, he, <laughs> give it another shot. I know I can do it. No, he, he, he has not opened it. Brandon does not open the, the newsletter. I don't think I get it. You do get or it. Or any email. Because I, I, I put you on the, the, the list. Jill did open the email. I did. Yeah, I oh, opened it I yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that you What email it. did you send it, it to? It was very nice. Uh, you're a fucking idiot at Gmail? Oh, yeah, I don't have that one anymore. Five, four. You're a fucking idiot one. <laughs> oh, one. oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's no, my new one. Whatever one I send you stuff to. B Thrasher, whatever it is. Maybe it's in the spam. I don't know. I, I don't care if you read it or not. I just know you don't. Well, I would like to read it if I got it, but you, I just don't get it. You're missing out, not me. If I just type in newsletter, will it pop up? Is it nice. Uh, no, this one I saw put the subject. Psst. Oh, yeah, okay, I see it now. I've got a secret. That's got a nice picture of you, first thing. <laughs> Clickbait. Well, yeah, it's because it's my show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so people know who you are. Yeah, just I figured to... that's why you put it there. Yeah, yeah. that's why it's there. Yeah. Good thinking. And then, and then, then that sexy picture of Nate wearing a BS tank top. Boom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Looking good. Looking with tiger in the back chilling. Well, by the way, what are you doing to lose all this weight? Like you've lost a lot of weight. Nothing really. I'm just, uh, eating tacos and walking. 
It's a, it's a new new diet. Eating tacos and Who would have thought? That's all you got to do. Eat tacos yeah. and walk yeah. at the same time. Actually, just just sell your car and uh, you'll lose weight. <laughs> you should you should write a book or do a blog called the uh, I Mexican Lose Weight. Yeah. <laughs> Mexican Lose Weight too. <laughs> That's all you got to do. All right. Uh, let's uh, get out. I got to go start this tennis tournament this it's a long nine days coming up. Long, okay. long nine days. Jill's going to be with me every day. I'm excited. She's ready. We're going to be friends. I, Better I, friends. I, I try, <laughs> Real close. <laughs> I, I tried to explain to her what she's walking into. Like, the production area is a boy's room. That's why women struggle to be with us. Because it's a guy's room. We yell at each other. We cuss a lot. It's just, that's how it is. I got you. I'm good there. I think she's going to be okay in this role as my producer. Um, I mean, really all you have to do is be organized and point. That's all I need you to do is just point. Like, no, no, not bang, bang, but like three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go, point. And then wrap up is this. We can turn it, yep, you can just wrap up. Got you. And that's all you got to do. Uh, and then just keep your cool. That would have been fine. I don't think Brandon would have been able to handle it, Nate. I don't think he would have been good. Oh, no. There's going to be some attractive tennis players there. You're going to have to keep an eye on me. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you need to eat your whole cheese plate. Yes, you need my whole cheese. Yeah, <laughs> don't, love cheese. don't fuck the tennis players, please. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I guess you can if you want. I mean, I, I don't care. I am yeah. not making no, any promises. No. Bang them and sell some core caddies. Yeah, bang them and sell, say, if you want some of this, you got to pay twenty nine ninety nine for a core caddy. <laughs> <laughs> you get a free tote, by the way. And that's the thing. If you come out and uh, you're coming out to the tennis tournament, you uh, will have a My Corchetti booth. My wife will be working that. She's going to be sweating her balls off. I bought her three fans for this booth. I bought her a mist fan, which is pretty cool. A Ryobi mist fan where it takes the charger and it also plugs in. It's got a little mist that sprays on you. I've got one of those industrial fans that you put on the ground. It just shoots out air. Then I got just a cheap oscillating fan just to get a little breeze. Should be okay, right? She should be okay. I was thinking about maybe buying her one of those Arctic zones, you know, but I don't know. Those portacoolers? Yeah, do they work? Oh, yeah, they work really good. You're talking about the ones with the radiator on them? Yeah, yeah. They got the fan on the front. Oh, yeah, we used to have them in a welding class. The shop would be like 120, but you go in front of there, oh, it feels like you're, you're, uh, you know, in the house, 68-degree weather. Really? They're pretty expensive, but they're really nice. They work good. Well, I'm talking about the ones that, like, that scene on TV. You know, you can buy at Home Depot. They're, like, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Oh, no, I don't think I'm talking about those. Oh. I mean, are they, like, five foot tall? No. Oh, no, I don't know. No, these are, they're called Arctic Zones. It's the same company that makes the, the Brella Shield, a thing that, the, the, for your car window, which is great. Oh, it might work. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. Everybody, everybody says they work well. So I don't know. Maybe I need to get her one of those as well. So, and we'll be out there. But if you buy a My Core Caddy, first time they've been on sale on site, like in a retail location. So this is very exciting for us. So, I mean, you can always buy them on MyCoreCaddy.com. But if you come out there and buy them, you get a free prize. You get a free tote bag with your purchase. So you get a bag and the Core Caddy for one price. Free tote bag with that. That's what about all. the stickers? Y'all have really good stickers too. No magnets. We've oh, got, magnets! Even got, better. We have magnets that have cool little tennis phrases like "kick, kiss my ace." I love that. And Hilarious. Baby got backhand. Um, I saw that. Those, really those are great. One. Yeah, those are pretty clever. So I've got. I, it's the first magnet I've ever put on my truck. It says "kiss my ace." <laughs> yeah, so we got that. <laughs> we got that cool wheel. 
Uh, yeah, we'll have the wheel again this year. Oh, nice. Where you can win these things. We'll have T-shirts. We have towels. We have bags, totes. We have dampeners, um, a bunch of those that you can win. And the magnets that you can win. So dampener, like, goes on your tennis racket? Yeah, it's for vibration. Okay, that's what I figured. Oh. A little circle, you know, you put it in there between the strings. And it says My Court Caddy with the logo. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Nice. Yeah, pretty cool. So Great branding. Very excited. It's going to be really hot, Jill. Did you oh, do- I'm ready for it. I've been to it. I've been at the tournament before. Okay. Well, it's like no. a billion degrees. Yeah, a billion. But you do have an air conditioner production place that you can chill. She texted me the other day and she's like, I'm like, I'm going shopping. Like, what should I buy? I know. And you just thrashed my dreams in half. You were like, Nike shorts. Yeah, just what, shoes. What, what did you expect me to say? What, what uh, did you, tennis outfits. Hello. Uh, I thought I was going to buy little athletic dresses, tennis skirts. It's like a whole fashion thing nowadays. Like tennis attire is a look. And uh, you were like, yeah, just wear like literally like shorts. And I was like, I have those. Yeah, they give you a shirt. <laughs> they give you a You're shirt. You're like stretchy shorts. And I was like, I wear those to pontoon. Yeah. Wh- but yeah. I got plenty. <laughs> Short sneakers, you know. And they uh, provide me with a t-shirt. Uh, yeah. No, they'll provide you with a collared shirt. It's 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 a nice okay. shirt. Yeah. What, what color is it? I'm trying to look hot. Uh, it's what's that name? Yeah, what color is it? So what what color is it? I don't know this year. It's usually like gray or blue. Yeah, gray. Hopefully it's not gray because you can sweat through that pretty easily. Oh yeah, <laughs> and these shirts are not the best uh, moist wickening shirts, so you get sweaty. It's, it's pretty it's gray. Like, <laughs> like I always tell them, like I you know, especially in the past when I've had, I have zero time to myself. I have zero time to stop and get gas, really. So I'm like, I need a couple shirts because I can't do laundry. And, you know, my, we're just, I'm not at home. And, well, we'll give you two, Jason. <laughs> like, is it that bad? Like, I'm the only one not getting any sleep at this tournament. Like, I'm getting three hours of sleep at night for nine days. Give me a break. Give me four shirts, please. Yeah, oh. do they only give us one? Uh, no, they'll probably give us two. Okay. We'll see. I can work with two. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going out there, um, and, uh, picking up our stuff here soon. So anyway, all right. Uh, before we get out, Nate, you got anything? Happy Friday, fuckers. Happy Friday, fuckers. Beer chugs in harmony. Uh, Brandon. My dogs are going to the bourbon bowl. My dogs are going (laughs) to the bourbon bowl. Oh, we forgot about that movie, didn't we? Yeah, Waterboy. Water uh, Water I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, that, they shot that at UCF, University of Central Florida. Uh, the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, the Citrus Bowl, the old stadium. Hashtag charge on, hashtag go Knights, hashtag national champions. Hashtag. The guy at the end when they kicked the onside kick uh, was on my football team at Wingate. Oh, the scared looking guy? The black guy, yeah. Big eyes. He was like, yeah. ah. Yeah, I looked at him. I was like, holy shit. And I... I reached out to, I think I talked about him on the radio and he had moved to Orlando to play. Like he moved to Orlando. I had no idea. And he like, he, he's, uh, reaches out to me and he's like, um, okay, dude, I heard you talking about me on the radio. Good to talk to you. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. All right. Jill, you got anything? Come hang with us this weekend and buy some court caddies. There you go. All right. Have yourself a great, safe weekend. You can do us a drink and understand we get it. Uh, but if you had too much, please don't get behind the wheel of a car. I've lost too many friends like that. And I'll just say that. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.